When a person is insane, as you clearly are, do you know that you're insane? Maybe you're just sitting around, reading guns and ammo, masturbating in your own feces. Do you just stop and go, wow, it is amazing how fucking crazy I really am. Hello. Hello, Governor. <laughs> it's already hit, man. Oh, We're thanks. already there. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on? What's up? <laughs> Hello, Governor. <laughs> We're trying our Cockney accents. We're not very... It was funny. Very I don't know if you ever watched the TV show... Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No. No. I mean, but a couple episodes back in the day. They had the guy, the guy that played Spike. Yeah. They, they the was like, he was a vampire, but he was he lost... He got his soul back for a little bit, and then... But he had a British accent through the whole run of that season and through Angel, and he was American. Yeah. Huh. You don't see that very so often. people no. are really good at doing he those accents. He was decent. I, I, well... He I was mean, decent. It's the actors on Buffy. That's about as all you could ask for. I it was, it, some it of the acting on yeah. Is, so it, I mean, it was it was what it was, but it, I mean, it was dated. That's was probably dated. the more uh, appropriate thing. Angel was better than Buffy. Actually, I liked Angel yeah, better. That's I, the guy from Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he started. I'm always amazed. no. He went to Bones. I'm, what? I'm always amazed by how many. Uh, like British actors come over and do American accents, oh, yeah. and you know, I'll go see the movie. I'll be like, "Oh, that was really, really but good." They're all and then, like, good at that. Oh, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Whereas I, I think for the most or an part, American accent is just super easy to do. It could be. I mean, I, I <laughs> plus I, is, I throw mine pretty well. Fifty of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Probably more than fifty. Yeah, you go regional, you're yeah, go crazy. There's, <laughs> there's probably fifty accents I can, in Florida. Uh, I can, yeah, I can do this one, and I can do this one. <laughs> no, I can do redneck and I can do super redneck. Don't ever do the second one ever again. <laughs> All right, we're getting off track here. So yeah, before really we get into record uh, already, yeah, record. <laughs> okay. Where are you been? <clears throat> Minute forty-five into awesome. Uh, <laughs> every conversation I have is awesome, so I can't tell the difference. So before we go into uh, cop dramas, which is what our pod is this week, and we've got some fabulous movies, so uh, don't tune tune out. Yeah, uh, me and Justin yeah. wanted to give a quick. Dave can just listen and be excited. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm having a hard time handling. Do you have something you need to my... do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Justin uh, and I. Uh, Went and saw the sneak preview. It's actually coming out the day we're recording this pod. This pod won't come out for another week, but uh, uh, is the sneak preview for a Rampage, which it was enlightening, to say the least. <laughs> I, I thought all of this stuff up to uh, the movie was actually quite interesting, too, because we were also visiting this brand new theater in Gainesville that which just opened. Which was awesome. Which literally, I think there might have been one or two other people in the seats that we were in, if anybody at all, because it only had started the previews uh, of old movies that were still just left there, like Wonder Woman and stuff like that, like the day before. Yeah. We got in there, and they put us in a special line and everything, and uh, they brought us in in waves, and I thought it was going to be a huge theater. Ten by ten. It yeah. was like 93 seats, and then uh, to our surprise, the uh, they got three, like Warner Brothers had hired deputies to bring the movie down yeah. and run the whole thing. So you have one deputy who's corralling everyone, you have another one, I guess, that's just helping her, and then you've got one deputy who's literally trained in the... Uh, in the freaking projection, projection booth. <laughs> booth, yeah, so he could go up there. And <laughs> they could have been movies. lying about that. Well, one. they could have been, but they they even said, <laughs> no, and I we will be using series. night vision to make sure that no one's recording. Yeah, they're gonna. Sit they there made everybody turn their phone off the completely. Yeah. Like, which I turned to Justin. I said, like, "That's a pretty good idea to do anytime." Oh yeah, theater, you know, yeah. because why the fuck? You always got one asshole. 
hits his thing, and you can see the light on uh, it yeah, from, uh, like way up the. Uh, I'm thing. surprised more stuff doesn't leak out. Yep. Oh the yeah. Amount of stuff they do. Yeah. But and they the were amount pretty... of people on sets, you would think there'd be a PA somewhere snapping photos of the what so and so. I mean, and the, some of that does come out, but they do release it on purpose. Okay. Yeah. The shitty thing with this is they overbook the theater, so we literally are watching a kid with his dad being turned down for seats. In the theater, they let in him the in because they miscounted. Popcorn what? in hand. Yeah. Ready what? to watch a movie. Yeah. Popcorn uh, in hand. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but. They, oh, they screwed up. Hopefully they, they said right on the showered tickets. him down with gift certificates. Yeah, That's but something. they at least turned him away in the door. Don't let him get yeah. popped. And this it was, was those pouring awesome down rain. seats, though, that you could like, recline. So we were like back. But they have swivel tables <coughs> now that can swivel in oh, front over of you. Oh, over to you? Yeah. And swivel can, out. Because they sell. But they're like, how can we sell more liquor. food? It, it's like mm. a full uh, full bar. Yeah. Full uh, liquor, there. They tell you don't drink oh, any outside. Oh, man. This is going to be... A lot of shitty drunken people. Oh, but it's one of those imagine. things that you almost know there's going to be someone next to you, but they're kind of far enough away that you don't even notice them right. after a while. It's not like the old years where you yeah, were but, you know, and I was over a, uh, arm wonder what the tickets are going to I was be. thinking this would be a good away. thing to bring up to you, too. So I've noticed at you know, the Butler Plaza Theater and now at the new one, they're putting in these really nice seats and everything, and so they're making it so that basically more shows sell out. And yeah. they're trying to create more demand because I think they're realizing is they're not filling, you know. Yeah. They're, I mean, it doesn't make sense. You would rather sell out 94 seats at 15 bucks a pop right. than 170 seats at $8 a pop. Right. And it, as a moviegoer, I would rather uh, have somebody sitting next to me and sitting in a super, super comfortable seat myself yeah. than all of us sitting next or or getting a space yeah. between us in a shitty seat. The table you know? idea is great, though, because one of the biggest things is, you know, if you, you bought put, nachos, you put, yeah, yeah. They have they sell like I'd walk in there and it's like who's buying this stuff? But if yeah. you like, but if I got a table in front of me, hmm, yeah, that exactly. personal pan pizza looks pretty yeah. good right now. <laughs> well, they came down and they told us, you know, the there's a two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar fine and like the uh, five years in prison. And yeah, and turned their shit off. They were pretty cool. About yeah. it. we were all just excited to be there and everything. And I don't know about you, but they had that opening thing that Regal came up and it said, "Enjoy the coming attractions." And I, there were I, no previews. there were no previews. Yeah. But I'm watching the beginning of Rampage, thinking it's a preview for. I Thought movie. so too. Yeah, yeah. I, I turned, now we like, like this movie looks shitty. Yeah. I was like, I was like, There's a lot of exposition in this fucking trailer, <laughs> in this man. Trailer. <laughs> <laughs> because they they got like words on the screen yeah. and what, what's happening and everything. And my overall impression, and you tell me what you think, Justin is. Uh, I love I love every type of movie too, but if it doesn't have a good script, or if and even if it doesn't have a good script, I can forgive that a little bit. But the acting is so fucking bad. But <laughs> hate it. And, and even, <laughs> even if it's uh, even if it's in like a uh, if it's intentionally bad, I can get into that. Right. But this was just they were trying to be good and it was bad. The lines were written bad and they were delivered bad. The I did like some of the action. Some of the action was uh, was super cool and I didn't have any problem with any of the monsters. Really. Yeah, no, they did a good but job. the actors and the script. Man, when the, and the, when only the actors actor, are the ones that start ruining the movie. Well, the only... Get shiny, rid of them. The only gem in the whole bag, in my opinion, was Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he's kind of fucking charming and just... Jeffrey Dean Morgan and everything he's in, so he was the most likable thing. Which one was he? He was. Uh, he's the guy from. He's Walking the guy Dead. from the Watchmen who. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the plane suit. And, yeah, 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 the, the suit. suit. He was okay. funny. He did the Texas thing and everything. Yeah. But man, everyone was just bad, bad. bad. <laughs> character. Trying to tell me that the Rock, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, uh, didn't step up yeah, yeah, for yeah. this movie. But so, it wasn't just him. It was the other actors, the the brother and the sister character. Who that was the girl from the Watchmen. 
Oh, really? The main girl from the Watchmen. Oh, no kidding, yeah. Her and that brother who you said was in the office, and uh, they yeah. were fucking horrible. Huh. Uh, but go ahead. What do you, so, what so, but now you tell me how yeah. you think. So I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> oh, and, yeah. that's the, and that's the thing, see, because I've given this a lot of thought. And all in all, I liked it. But I have to consider some of The Rock's other movies, like, this, <laughs> like The oh, Tooth Literally, Fairy, there's only one that I thought it was good. The Tooth Fairy? You know, it wasn't as bad as the Tooth Fairy, I, and it wasn't as bad as San Andreas. Uh, I don't know if you saw San Andreas, but it was fucking. The only one place. of his movies, I'm, and this is how I feel about The Rock. The only time The Rock is really good for me is where he's funny. You know, yeah. if he's not being funny, I, right. I'm not interested in what, seeing because um, he can't play serious. What I love one him of in the rundown. The rundown, I loved him. Oh yeah, the rundown. Rundown was, great. was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I pretty think that sure Jumanji that Jumanji one's going to be good. I, oh, I saw Justin Jumanji. I, I, yeah, yeah, he did see I thought it was he, good. But that's another one where he's supposed to be funny. Right. And Rampage, he's trying the serious there's, shit. There's I mean, some comedy in there, but though. But the one-liners, those don't stick, man. Well, they, that's, I mean, that's really fucking bad. Yeah. You almost can't blame him for that. Well, though. and so basically... There's some acting, though, that you can spot a mile away and you're like, whoa. Well, I, what I mean, he's a movie star. He's not an actor. Believe me, and it wasn't mainly him. It was a lot of the supporting cast. So I'll tell you what you need to do if you want to like this movie <laughs> lower your expectations yeah. <laughs> i'm serious i'm no, serious there's true. certain movies especially if you were just summer going in there for the action the action's pretty decent like if you liked armageddon i tell you when they were uh, there's a scene and there should have been more of these in the movie if you're a fan of the game there should have been more of these but there was one big one with the skyscraper mm-hmm. kind of t- uh tipping over uh-huh. that that um i'm not i wasn't part of 9-11 but if you were I, yeah no trigger, i man. i, I kind of thought about like, that like so too. bad that it almost yeah. triggered me watching yeah. it it gave me some serious serious vertigo and is that all you thought of when it was going down when i saw it go I well i thought to myself oh cool they're doing the building and then watching the building fall i was like holy shit this is just like 9-11 like uh, i mean yeah, yeah. you know and, and then i and then i instantly went to man all that dust those characters are gonna die in 10 years anyways what? Like, <laughs> what made it creepy for me is they uh they didn't show it from the perspective of the street they showed it from the perspective of you on the roof with the characters yeah so you were going down yeah. with it and it was like it was kind of creepy but i it thought was, it was arguably the best scene of the movie that and when they the only other famous person in this who they killed off super super early so that's not ruining anything for anyone because they <laughs> killed him off the, at the very beginning not not that uh, a whole lot of people are run to go see rampage ruin it for <laughs> uh, so you know the guy who's married to uh, sofia vergara he's a really big guy Ooh. he's uh, in uh, true blood joe monta something he's got a really long name uh, he's playing the new Deathstroke uh, okay. in uh, in the DC movies and everything. He was one of the guys who was hunting the wolves right. at the beginning, and it had that scene where it was over his shoulder. And that everything. and that was I thought that was awesome. Uh, I I think the the idea of him being able to speak with the uh, sign language with the albino gorilla was a bad idea. <laughs> Super bad, man. Well, I mean, you have not to only be able they to, have to figure something. Yeah, yeah, you have to be able to do so. something. I mean, you know, I, I don't think so. I think they could have had him just do hand gestures and shit, and us feel it. If if the Rock was a better actor, they could have done it that way. And they don't need this kind of thing uh, at the end. But they, that uh, was funny. You know what yeah. I mean? See, that's the thing is like that's the funny stuff, and and that's what I mean when I say you have to lower your expectations. If you think you're going to go in here and see well, something that's, what that's I, better than the Godfather, you're going to be sorely let down. Well, you know true, what I mean? But I, I think they could have made it uh, badass cool, and they made it uh, they made it actiony. Comical, they probably they. Kind of I guarantee funny. you, somewhere has a, someone in that production oh, yeah. crew has a spreadsheet that says you need sixty point 
three percent action. Right. You need twenty eight point one percent comedy. Well, you need two percent drama. You need so going back to the the building thing because you know that was a part of the game and and I did like seeing that except for it did make me think of nine eleven. But the other two things that I noticed in there that I thought were really cool and how they paid homage to the game was in one of the scenes where the two bad guys are in their office. Behind one of them during one of the yeah, dialogues is that. the old uh, Rampage yeah, arcade game. I saw that. And then also near the end when everything's been destroyed, I don't know if you noticed or not, but they had these little sparks that would go off oh, inside yeah, the apartments just like they and did they had back a in the games where, you know? the, uh, where the wolf grabbed the guy like you would grab the, uh, the person. Right, yeah, reach down. Yeah, you know. And I don't remember cool. that video game. It was good. Uh, it, it was, was good, but it got old after the second one. And level. see, and that's really? what I think too is they're going to have too. they're going to have a hard time finding a target market for this because the new generation they, knows rock. nothing about that. really wasn't what they're hoping. There wasn't even a clamoring for this movie, to be honest. With you. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have gone and seen it if you didn't. Take <laughs> Can you imagine if you tried to tape mine, it and went to jail and had to pay two hundred fifty thousand oh dollars? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is, I mean, it's a miracle with uh, enjoying a lot of the great mu- movies that I do and the classics I do and how much I break them down in my own mind. It's a miracle that I'll even go to some of these uh, ones. But I do have a soft spot for like eighties action and stuff right. like that. So my review of the acting is horrible and the script is horrible uh, might be true for a forty-two year old but right. a, a nine-year-old probably loves this fucking movie I, I, and, and i'm probably the right. nine-year-old paul might yeah. have loved this fucking and movie, see and that's the you. thing is like because we listen to stallone and, and yeah uh, schwarzenegger do those some of those movies like, yes. they, they kind of hold up because they're nostalgic but the, right the script is terrible yeah some, uh, of, them. some of them i mean a i guess i guess for me, <laughs> yeah i guess for me it's easy for me to like these movies like i, I don't know why there's just something about no, how some it brings people me just back like to these, these types of movies yeah That's that great. just brings me back to being a kid and i just think to myself like hey this is exactly my what friend I imagined my friend Werger would love this movie and he'd be talking about it for days <laughs> because that's the type of movies he likes. He yes, likes brainless yes, action he would. movies. <laughs> he likes brainless action movies, and he likes a- any of those that humor that they worked in there that I was thought was contrived, and I was kind of just uh, tilted my head at. He would be knee slapping right. his ass off in the theater. I know he would because I've seen watched enough <laughs> movies with him to know what he likes and what he doesn't like. And you kind of just gotta like your thing, man. And so, if, uh, so what's a lot of people. Like, so I'm interested movie? in sitting back and listening Gone to. Fishing. Oh, he loves all, he loves all action movies, man. He I just remember He's him a being Lord a fan of, of Half fan. Uh, Oh yeah, well, comedies. He likes stoner comedies, or he likes brainless action movies. Like The Expendables is probably one of his favorite movies because that's the type of thing I like. The Expendables. Though, yeah. So there's stuff Me that too. crossed over there and everything. So yeah, that's, well, that's our, enough apologizing. That's our that's our quick review for uh, Rampage. Uh, so yeah, to that's sum it up, today's pod. To sum it up, if you get the chance to go see the movie for free, yeah. go see the <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the particular genre we're doing today is uh, it's not we don't have a uh, a year specific. We're kind of going all over with this, and this is uh, cop dramas, which I'm always a huge fan of. Dave's a big fan of. Justin, yeah, he's a fan of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cops and a lot of different movies that kind of branch different genres. That's, oh yeah, that's the beauty of it. There's horror movies, there's comedy movies. Well, which kind and of it does, away and it doesn't it, have to comedy, be like. But, it doesn't have to be like two uniformed police officers yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, in a yeah. patrol car or a detective like right. SVU style. Yeah. It's all kinds of different. So we all these movies have a good blend of uh, of kind of investigation and uh, a lot of these have that great bad guy or that 
crazy obstacle that hero cop have to overcome and i don't know if any of us picked a cop that's not like bad lieutenant's not on here i don't think any of our lists i really want to see that, that. i've that heard you guys mention that a bunch of times, that, yeah, man, a it's, of times. It's, it's it's for you should see it once that's for sure <laughs> oh yeah you yeah. should see it once and then never <laughs> again huh all <laughs> right Scrub your brain with a real pad. <laughs> I didn't see the remake. Then go watch Rampage. It's not, bad, uh, it's not as bad as Happiness or anything. Like I didn't that. see the remake of it. Uh, it wasn't a remake. It was a sequel. That was decent. Oh, it was it, a it sequel? Yeah. It was the Nicolas Cage one that poured a call. Poured into, Los Angeles, poured into New Orleans, I think it is. And Val Kilmer was in it. Looking, uh, That was like the first time I had seen Val Kilmer when he's been off uh, out of acting for a while. And I was like, whoa, he looks different. Yeah. Uh, but Chunky. Yeah. <laughs> What junkie? Yeah, Val Kilmer. He was, he was chunky he when he came back. Yeah. Oh, he was chunky. I yeah. thought you said he was a junkie. Oh, I was like, "What are you splitting slurs <laughs> on our, Norton, our podcast about the donut Val?" <laughs> <laughs> no, man, just the glaze, just the glaze. <laughs> you can't be three hundred pounds and a junkie. It's <laughs> very, <laughs> very long. Slayer. Yeah, he's on Sorry, his phone Tom. with his lawyer right now. <laughs> All right. So I say we start this right off. And we go, go for it. Go with some really good uh, cop movies. All right. So we'll go right into that then and Blown Away. Blown Away, man. Yeah. I don't know what date this is, but it had to have been like 90. It was 94. 94. Mm-hmm. I love Blown Away, man. Yeah. Uh, it, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Jeff Bridges. Lloyd you know, Bridges. Lloyd, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, both, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Not playing father. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest yep. Whitaker. Yep. He played uh, the... Uh, seen this movie man it's so oh, like it's everybody that i i think i have but i doesn't ring a bell yeah it's really good you want to um, give us a quick synopsis and well i, I mean I okay so here. basically um jeff bridges is on the bomb squad boston. Uh, yeah that's right yep, yeah boston bomb squad yeah, very so boston have, movie have, very irish movie i always i love putting this movie on the background there's lots of bombs lots of irish people yeah well, there you go and it's lost very boston uh the uh geography obviously uh I think you two came on and played like four of the like ten songs in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Timely Jones bought one of the ta- uh, cassette tapes. Yeah, it's and played a, it. I think it was the street have no, has no name that he's sitting there playing uh, while yep. he's making the bomb. Oh yeah, man. yeah. So know. basically, I yeah, definitely you, have not. Seen oh, it. it's love good. It, man. I own it. So you it's have good. To watch Don't it. give it any spoilers. No, 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 yeah, no, no worries, no worries. Uh, so yeah, so basically, you know, he's on the bomb squad, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like. I think he was like excommunicated from the IRA for being like too extreme. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah. something that would never happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he kind of, uh, Go see he, he, goes he split on himself on, on his own. Yeah. Uh, because something happened, which we won't tell you what happened. Right. Uh, um, and I mean, so basically, I mean, it, yeah, it's simple. It's a simple, he starts blowing shit up, blowing shit up know? around Boston in the, uh, but you, you realize that it's, uh, Jeff Bridges knows him. You know, it's not like a, uh, an that he's a person of life. interest. Like has been to keep your eye on. Like they knew what he, his background was. Well, or he just knew. You got to give something away. Okay, so well, yeah. no, well, no, he has a he has a former relationship with him. Okay. That's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah, there you go. So he knew him. It wasn't like just some uh, random okay. uh, bomb squad guy that just right. put on the case. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I mean, it's, it's like cat and mouse style. It's yeah, totally yeah. cat and mouse and, style, and. What's crazy about it is they establish at the beginning that 
And what's good about really any bomb movie is that they can put them anywhere. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't know where it is. And right. there's a lot of those situations where it's like, oh, wait, don't turn the key on this car. Yep. Oh, and man. The, or they had that. There's a great scene with Lloyd Bridges later on. Uh, do you remember the scene where they put him on the. With uh, the vest? Yeah, with the vest. Yeah. And, and he just. Uh, Lloyd Bridges was old at this time, too, but he was great. He did that Irish accent really well. He played that guy that was hanging out at the bar. And uh, yeah. I can't remember what his relationship was with Jeff Bridges. He was just a friend of his. I think he I think he was himself. But I think he might have been former IRA too. Oh, maybe. I think he was there and he had just kind of stepped away from everything and he was there because they had that connection and he was there to guide him. Mm. So he was kind of like a father to him, but I don't think he was related to him in any way. This movie has special significance to me because I saw it in the theater when I saw The Shadow. Me and my cousin were going to go to... uh, to a double feature, but we weren't going to pay for the second movie, which we normally didn't. That we, we is timed illegal. It. Yep. That, that is, that is my Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> so we went and saw The Shadow. I'm telling, I'm telling. And we would time our movies pretty well, so we knew Blown Away was going to start 15 minutes later. Nice. So we would go into the bathroom. Uh, and he would, to make it even worse, he would be smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. Uh, Couldn't have it good enough just to see a free movie. I gotta smoke. We literally hung out in the stall together, uh, kind of for for like 10 minutes till we knew they were going to do the cleaning of the theater. And then we, we walked right in there and it worked several movies. We had done that to that year, but this was Now they probably give the ushers bonuses to find people that are hiding out. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know. Well, now all the seats are reserved. Yep. It's true. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Screwing everyone, man. I know, right? Let me see you take but it. yeah, so it's a, it's an awesome movie. Um, some great tense scenes with bomb diffusing. Some some of the best explosions I've ever seen in a yeah. movie. And it's not action. I love those types of movies. I think yeah, you no, would love I, that's why I'm telling you. The like, kingdom. Remember the kingdom. Kingdom was a good great one. movie. That's another uh, great. That was more military style, but yeah. The uh, just bomb makers and bombs like heart locker. What I like about these dramas, especially cop dramas too, that fall into these categories, is it's not action one hundred percent of the time for the movie. Not that there's anything wrong with those types of uh, cop movies, but it's a lot of the investigation, mm-hmm. a lot of trying and, to figure it out, a yeah. lot of of making the audience member part. I, of and the I story. love that. Yeah, I love you know, that. It's almost like one of those which way books you play or yeah. you choose uh, your own adventure. I miss those. I mean, there's uh, a reason why Zodiac is my favorite yeah, movie, and because it's because of that very reason mm. right there. You like to have your mind blown at that one uh, point, like uh, one of the. Uh, it's not a cop movie, but it's one of those movies that I always go back to. That I'm, uh, you know, those. We could probably each mention one of those types of movies that you see it once and it blows your mind, and because you know that big thing, it will never ever yeah, be the same right. again. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And the game was that movie for me. Oh yeah, that uh, was good. Yeah. Yeah, with Sean yeah. Penn and Michael Douglas. Yeah. Once oh, that ending that is good. out there, yeah. that you you're, you can never go back. You can never go back. Yeah. And it's I luckily the person who who recommended it to me has has said you need to see the game and I can't tell you a single thing about it, but you're gonna love it. Yeah. And you'll you'll always wish you could go back to that point. Well, and it's funny too because in the movie the guys who have already done the game yep. tell them like yeah, yeah it's just never you. well it's never yeah. the fir- it's never the same after the first time <laughs> like you even say it you <laughs> know your shoes cost a thousand dollars that one yeah, yeah that was a great. <laughs> Random line, but that's an early Fincher movie that was fantastic. And there's there's other movies that are like that that has like Sixth Sense is yeah. one of those movies. Unbreakable, any uh, almost any almost any M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, but a lot of them the the the, the village big, the big was... thing is not as good, uh, the big reveal isn't as strong as it was on his first one. Yeah, that's the problem yeah, no. Anyways, yeah, um, blown away, blown away, man, great one. All right, Dave, what you got? I got, <laughs> I got. 
This is the best performance I've ever seen this particular actor do. This is the best buildup I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> Copland with Sylvester Stallone. Mm. Ah. Sylvester Stallone is awesome in this movie yep. for all the reasons that he's n- not as awesome in yeah. other movies. He's like anti-Stallone in this he movie. He plays somebody other than he's he... He's done that a lot in his pictures. People forget about like uh, the Lords of Flatbush or Fist or those movies that weren't as popular. Now, Oscar was something different than I was yeah. used to seeing yeah, yeah, him yeah. in. Yeah. But Copland... He went back to his roots. Not only did he play somebody different, he, he, like, he played vulnerable. He played... It was, and it was an awesome. Other than maybe the first Rocky, it's the best performance I ever seen him do. Yeah, that first Rocky, he he went next level. And this cast is loaded. Oh yeah, yeah. run off the cast. Uh, Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Robert De Niro. (laughs) uh, We can go back and forth. Uh, (laughs) Name uh, the kid from Shocker. Yeah. Uh, also, the guy from uh, all the other cops. Ray Liotta. You said Ray Liotta. Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Oh yeah. Harvey Keitel. Who's the one? Superboy. Who's the one that finds the gun? T two thousand. Yeah. Was in it Robert, Robert Patrick, Patrick? That's who yep. I was thinking. Yeah, uh, Kathy Moriarty was yep. really awesome as uh, his uh, wife. Who was the uh, man? There was another couple people in it. Uh, Annabella Sciorra was awesome in it. Uh, yeah, I love that scene where you know the the murder happens on the bridge, and oh, yeah. and yeah, yeah. they're like basically like, okay, well, we don't really have any other options. We're just gonna you know make this happen. And Robert Patrick goes over and he's like, oh, yeah. oh here, I found an Uzi 9mm the under the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The bartender from Pulp Fiction, man. Yeah. And the two like, uh, ambulance drivers. Yeah. Like, well, that's who out. was, the guy from, uh, yeah, from Paul, Pulp Fiction. It's yeah. between you all. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie's great. It starts out, um, Sylvester Stallone's character has to dive, is fishing. Yeah, and this is told a, in backstory later on. It's told in backstory later on. You see a car go over a bridge. and you, Young and Stallone. And got, who they got to play Young Stallone looked just like him. Yeah, it looked just like him. Yeah. So he had to dive under to rescue this woman that was her uh, car went in the water, right? And she couldn't get the window down, and he was like banging it with the side of his head to open it, mm-hmm. and he must have fucked his eardrum up, yeah. And that kept him from being a cop on the New York City Police Department, right? But he was still able to be a cop, but so he had to settle for being this cop in New Jersey at this tiny little town. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, sees some, all of his friends go over that bridge. Well, some kind of crazy, <laughs> some kind of, some kind of whoever official. Made all these lo- loans available to all these cops to come right. and move to this town, yeah. and the, co- the whole town was just yeah, a bunch it's, of cops. it's literally cops and their families, and they go over the bridge to go into New York and go to work. Yeah, and then they, but it's they kind of home. a racket, but not. Mm-hmm. But then the incident that you're talking about happens, right? With he was a hero cop, remember? Yeah, super cop, super boy, yeah, super boy, yeah, and. So Man, it's such a great movie. This is James Mangold too, who went really? on to do Walk the Line. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of really really good stuff. So during that scene, right after you're talking, when they find the Uzi, yeah, supposedly Michael Rappaport jumps off the right, Washington yeah. Bridge, yeah. and goes into the was that the East River? Yeah, uh, it's the East yeah. River, something like that. Yeah, and uh, it was a river. so hero cop <laughs> kills himself. Yeah, exactly. And but but a lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people don't think that he's actually dead. Remember? Yeah. Well, Robert De Niro is the is the. Um, he sees him early on when Janine Garofalo and him pull over the yep. friggin' uh, thing. He sees him dip his head out of the back of the car. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. But that's right. He made a whole career of just shutting his mouth, looking the other his way, thing, looking his other way. He get to he got to yeah. be a cop. What that's they, when they were bragging like it, it had no crime. Yeah, yeah. It was just a whole town full of cops. New York cops yeah. lived in there. <laughs> backed each other up and they yeah, let them do what they up. want. You yeah, know? that. 
but then it starts the stuff's getting out of control. Scott's weighing on him too, you know. Yeah, it starts weighing on him, and uh, Robert De Niro has come to him and says, "You know something? You need to tell me." He Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's telling. Well, I was just asking. Yeah. Ray Liotta wanted to get out of the town altogether, so he's telling him to he keep his mouth shut. Shit. He was shady as shit doing coke, and but that's that backstory when, he, when yeah. he burned the house down. He blew, blew, well, um, he didn't know his girlfriend was coming yeah. back. Yeah, it was and horrible. His girlfriend was in the car. He didn't mean that was right. a tough was, scene to watch too yeah. when they saw her. Oh yeah. Um, but my favorite scene is when they finally like we got to get rid of Michael Rappaport. Yeah, it's yeah. like because if he doesn't, if they don't find and his it's body, his uncle who's got to make that yeah, call. Right. So they make the decision. Okay, we got his gotta, mom. Remember's aunt tried to warn him with the uh, yeah. Uh, the message she put it on, on the, the drink like, on the drink when you saw it. Wet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, Moriarty, man. It was so good, and you knew it. Like you knew what they were gonna do, but he didn't. They yeah. were having like a go away party for him. Right. And they got him over to the jacuzzi and they dunked his ass. Oh, yeah, man. But he got a hold of his Pattinson service was weapon. A scumbag in this movie, man. Robert Pattinson was really a scumbag. <laughs> Robert, oh, Pat- Robert Patrick. Patrick Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> you go cry with Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> get a line. We're, we're going to get sued somewhere. I think we have no money. I know, right? Go ahead. But, uh. um, so, I mean, we give him the whole movie. No, no, away no. Anyways, that's, but, it, it called the makes to a great ending. Man. The end well, is one of the greatest yeah, gun battles yeah. because it's done from. But well, from, his hearing was bad already, but they they blew a gun off next yeah, to right next to his yeah. other good ear, oh, so, and he was like bleeding yeah. out of his ear. And he wants revenge, and he goes to the aunt's house. All right, let's, okay. We'll leave, we'll leave it's a great gun battle at the. I end. want to talk about it. <laughs> but this we'll is talk those, about it off the pod, Dave. This is one of those great ones. I pause the button people, so we can talk about it right now. A lot yeah. of people. Have All right, and we're back. <laughs> uh, and James Mangold is the one who wrote the script. Did too, he? And they, oh, so good. They tried to buy the script from him, and they he were like, "Say fuck you." I, you know, I heard a, an interview with the producers <laughs> saying that brought it to his other producer and said, hey, we just found the greatest script. We're going to... They told him what it is. He says, it's great. And he says, let's do it. And he says, yeah, there's one stipulation. This guy who wrote the script wants to direct it. And has, has he done anything? He says, not not really. But uh, uh, so let's, let's give him a chance. I wonder oh, wow. if they like... We're, we're going to have somebody over your shoulder. Oh, well, sure. That yeah. happens with everything if your name's not like Scorsese or something. Yeah. Anyways, probably. They're always ready to jump in. There's a director. Hell, that's there's they, an assistant director that's actually... They fired those... An exec. They fired the guys doing Solo and like almost at the end of them filming. They refilmed that almost that entire That's film with Ron Howard crazy. because they didn't like what uh how the hell they weren't how do you don't know that in the, week 6 yeah. instead of week 26? Yeah. Cuz it was the Lego guys who did the Lego movies which is great. I, I hear they're good movies. I've only seen the first one. I've seen the but, Batman uh, one. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, so, I think it's them too, but they they tried to make the solo movie like ridiculously funny. Uh, and, yeah. and they were like, "What Speaking the hell are you doing?" This is completely off topic. Well, don't but, go too far. We don't want this. All right. <laughs> it's a good story, though. Go ahead. All right. The, the, I just saw that uh, Game of Thrones filmed 55-day-long battle scene in Holy a row. Holy shit. F- oh, yeah. 55 days of filming in a That's row. That's insane. Yeah. That was long. It's the longest battle scene by, like... 30 years, 30 days. Yeah, that's nuts. And it'll come out to be One like scene. five minutes of footage. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it All better right. be good. <laughs> <laughs> 20, push it to 2019, so they got enough time to edit and do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. All right, so my number five. My number five is a movie a lot of people haven't seen, but I watch it constantly. I put it in the background, and I just love the hell out of it. And it's 1989's Dead Bang. 
This is uh, John Frankenheimer uh, did this once movie. Why don't you uh, lay out his resume? Uh, he did uh, French Connection 2. He did Birdman and Alcatraz. He did uh, Island Dr. Moreau, the, uh, the Val Kilmer one. Val Kilmer ah, one. Gave you a bump there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you back on. We're buddy. even now. We're even. <laughs> yeah, you owe me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Dead Bang was a. Have you seen Dead Bang? It's a, it's a fantastic uh, cop movie. It's when I think cop movies. I think I saw it when it came out, though. Yeah. When I when I think cop movies, I think of really gritty movies where it's a, a cop that lost his family that have nothing else to do but dedicate to his work. And this one is perfect for that uh, movie. It stars Don Johnson. It's basically the Don Johnson show. And you, he is a uh, he's a homicide detective. And at the very beginning of the movie, this guy walks into a convenience store uh, convenience store with a uh, black clerk there, and the guy. Uh, Immediately pulls out a gun and they're, they're framing him just right so you cannot see him. You can see the top of his hat and he asks the guy if he believes in God uh, and then says, because you're going to go visit him soon. And then the guy starts crying and just, boom, blows him away. Right when he gets outside, cops drive him by. Oh, Cop shit. pulls over to him and says, hey, can I see your license? Uh, he said, Merry Christmas to you because it's Christmas morning. And then uh, the uh, the guy reaches his back to get his ID for the cop, takes his gun out, blows the cop away. Jesus. And so this one kind of incident. This is the very beginning, the of, the beginning movie. of the movie. It starts that way. And then you've got Don Johnson, who's this gritty uh, California uh, homicide detective who you can tell. He's got no place to go on uh, on Christmas. He just wants to do the job. He's calling like uh, – this one guy's parole uh, officer who's played uh, awesomely by uh, Brian Billabon, who's the, that guy from the Christopher Guest ones. He's the one that Elaine was obsessed with. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, who went yeah, on the, uh, the whaling boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name, but he's, so my, he's really tiny, bald. He wears tiny glasses. The Christopher Guest movies. Yeah, Christopher Guest awesome. movies in all of them. Um, well, he's his parole officer, and one of my favorite scenes is they go to this guy's house looking for uh, a guy that he thinks might be involved in this crime. And uh, it, the guy bolts out of the window, and there's this awesome, amazing scene where Don Johnson chases the guy like through probably what 10 or 15s. Uh, what's that? What city is this in? LA. Do you know? LA? Yeah, LA. So he's gone down like five or six streets, and he finally catches the guy, and he tackles him on the ground, and Don Johnson's over him. And Don Johnson hits him uh, in the back of the head with a uh, mag light, knocks the guy out. He's on his back. Don Johnson's on top of him. Don Johnson pukes all over him. <laughs> and, and then he, he, he's trying to regain Cause he himself. Because he was trying to run, and, he was running too He ran so quick. Yeah, and he yeah. pukes on him again. <laughs> that describes John Johnson's whole life in this too. So he gets off the guy in the uh, the ambulance, and the other cops show up, and they're tipping him over. And you can hear the guy in the background saying, "Motherfucker, puked on me!" <laughs> <laughs> and you find out it's not him, and he he gives him this lead, which from this lead goes through like four states where John uh, Don Johnson has to go and look for uh, these guys, and it uh, starts uh, becoming very clear that this is a white supremacy thing. And he finds one group that's got five people in it, and then it brings him to another group that's all meet- meeting at this church with this weird kind of cross up there. And they're, uh, the people that are in these towns, I don't know what town he ultimately goes into, maybe Montana, uh, all thought it was completely normal, the... Uh, uh, the police station he walks into to get help from for, at first was uh, it had the N word written right on a banner 
that went over the whole police station and said there's no re- uh, <coughs> reason for you here or something like that. Yeah, I saw it on the... I, <laughs> I watched like, the trailer earlier today, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a it's serious really statement. Intense. I don't think they could get away with it. I, I yeah. don't think they could. So he realizes that cop's not going to help him, but he finds as he goes to this other town, and it's uh, the main cop is Tim Reed, you know, Venus Flytrap from mm-hmm. the American, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, from it, and he's got a crew of all black guys. Yeah. So it's now it's him, all black guys, but during this, he's got the FBI with him, who's brilliantly played by a super young William Forsythe, oh, wow. who's like green, green, doesn't look mean and tough like he ended up looking in like Out for Justice and uh, <laughs> uh, things to do in Denver and all that uh, stuff where he looked super tough. Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. he was insane looking. In the, he was like very green and he was giving Don Johnson shit for swearing at him and everything. <laughs> but it went all the way down to this uh, compound where him and uh, Don Johnson and Tim Reed had to kind of invade and found all these white supremacists there and they thought there was there was nothing there and they were like there's nothing here we told you there was nothing here this is bullshit yeah. and then Don Johnson finds an, finds an underground friggin uh uh, underground system under the entire farm and oh, wow. he's got to go under there and it's just intense man super gritty hmm. the uh, the gunshots are great they're like gunshots right in the face where you didn't expect that to happen you were like holy shit oh wow very very gritty and if you like those kind of over the uh county lines types things and then uh the cops have to do i think it's really intense nice check it out dead bang all right, Justin, what you got for your number four? So I really wanted to say Super Troopers, but that's not a cop drama. A so cop. Who would even consider putting that on their list? That's ridiculous. Inconceivable. <laughs> not only is it one of my favorite movies, number two. I had it on, I had it on my week. list originally. Yeah, that's what, that's what he sent it to me, and I was like, what's your list? I was like, why is Super Troopers? Well, I, forgot to, I forgot to read the title of the pod. I guess what happens when you don't do your homework, uh, folks. I was like, it's the Snozberry lines, not dramatic enough for you. <laughs> No, uh, number four, <laughs> on a serious note. <laughs> I can make him say meow. I can make him say fuck you. <laughs> I can say hey, chicken fuck. <laughs> there we go. We talked about right. it. <laughs> oh, Red Dragon. Ah. Oh, man. Yeah, we got Edward Norton, Anthony Hopkins, and who's the female in that? I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, that's a good question. I know who it is on the original. It's the blind, the blind girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she's who blind. Oh, oh, Emily, Emily, um, Emily Watson. Yeah, Watson. Emily Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's okay. really good. She, yeah, and hard. she's not blind. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> but she does a great job. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's probably it's not easy. I now, wouldn't imagine it'd be easy. To what do was things. interesting about this is uh, is Justin didn't realize that this was a remake. Uh, that there was the Manhunter, which is the one we grew and up it, watching, and it was both they were both great. they were both really good for different reasons too. And that uh, let me tell you a little Manhunter, and then Justin can bust into the Red Dragon. Uh, Manhunter, uh, the great William starred, Peterson. Uh, William Peterson. It starred Tom Noonan as the oh, really evil guy, guy and, awesome. and he was really good as the evil guy. <laughs> uh, and then you had Joan Allen as the blind girl in it. And then you had Stephen Lang as the shady kind of reporter that was played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Stephen Lang was really good in it. Yep. And uh, basically was a cop fighting uh, or trying to look for a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But it was what was more importantly about it was the infancy of um, Hannibal Lecter. 
And in the original Manhunter, Brian, speaking of uh, Super Troopers, the, the chief of police, yeah, Brian, Cox, Brian Cox, also from uh, X-Men 2. He was awesome in X-Men yeah, 2. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of stuff. You've seen, everyone's seen Brian Cox's stuff. But he, he was the original Hannibal Lecter. And yep. a lot of people don't realize really? that he yeah. was the original Hannibal know Lecter. Wow. He was and it's interesting to see him do it. There was a great scene in Manhunter where he manipulates the phone so he could get uh, a phone mm-hmm. call out and talk to uh, yeah. somebody in like this uh, high-level uh, job. And he changed his accent and everything. And it was was really brilliant to watch him do that early and i wonder if he was kind of irked when they didn't get him for silence of lambs and they went anthony hopkins but anthony hopkins I obviously think, anthony mean, hopkins yeah, knocked yeah. it out of the park yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, <laughs> he, he, wouldn't, Cox was he wouldn't have much leg to stand on no, that argument no, but the manhunter had some disturbing scenes in it too and it was it was interesting to know that those scenes were coming and uh how it was going to play out with red dragon mm-hmm. so why don't you tell us a little bit of more of the synopsis and what you like about Red Dragon? So, well, basically, um, there's a serial killer, and they've named him the Tooth Fairy. Um, and I think it was just, he, he bites his he victims. He bites his victims. Yeah, 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 he bites his victims. Well, he, he, ha- he has prosthetics. Prosthetic that he puts in. That yeah. he puts in to yeah. bite them. Right. But, it makes but, them look ten times creepier. Too. Yeah, yeah, they're all messed up yeah. and everything like that. You should see the Manhunter, because I think... Uh, Red Dragon was was fantastic, but it was a little bit more polished, and, yeah. and there was a there was a very disturbing tone. Like you should thought you shouldn't even have been in the room watching it when they were doing it to like Stephen Lang when he bit him. Oh yeah, really, really, because it was a similar, almost similar, almost exact scene as uh, as the Philip Seymour Hoffman one. Uh, when he ties him to the chair. Remember, he writes see? the bad stuff about yeah. him in the press. Can you oh, see? Oh, that's he grabs, right. He grabs yeah. Philip Seymour up and it, Can you see? <laughs> yes, that might have been the original, though. I confuse the two because I've seen them both uh, a good amount. But remember, he's in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. and then eventually they end up setting him on fire and pushing him, down, push the him street. down the street. Yeah, and yeah, it was, yeah. It was a lot more disturbing in one than another, but I can't remember what it, which yeah, one. Well, first I know one it was disturbing. But, well, I know in the second one, too, because he asked him the same thing. You know, he yeah, says yeah. the same thing. He's like, can you see? You know, and finally... Finally, yeah. he says, "Yes, yes, I can see." You know, and South Park parried that. This was Rafe. Yeah. This was Rafe before he was uh, Voldemort too. So uh, yeah, this oh, was yeah, the kind right, of yeah. what he's one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we'll definitely have a pod. Yeah, on and that. I, I, I actually probably would have put him on the villain pod. Yeah, um, I just didn't think about this, it because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I love, I like, I love the reveal, like when it, you know, fast forward through the whole movie, uh, you know, when um, he's got the blind girl at yeah. the apartment, and well, she's, that was that was a lot of the what the humanity that was brought to this movie where it separated it from a, just a straight up serial killer movie the relationship that he formed with that blind girl right because you could imagine could, that relationship happening because yeah. he was concerned he didn't want to make bonds with people because he thought that he had a cleft palate yep and they were judging him or they would see him first of all yeah uh he could literally have all his stuff in the room and she wouldn't even know about right and she just was looking for anything yeah but i mean like when he reveals that giant tattoo on his back like that scene is super intense you know and really uh, really good yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, and then you find out about the teeth and everything like that. Uh, you know, it's just it's just an all-around good movie, yeah. you know. It was a good cop movie. Edward, Edward Norton basically has to go and I guess tell, we should mention the cop. Yeah, right? You know, <laughs> Edward Norton basically has to go to Hannibal Lecter and, you know, say like, hey, I, I need your help with this, you know, yeah. which is similar to The Silence of the Lambs and everything. But I think but I kind of liked him playing that role. I was yeah. kind of, he was good in a lot of other roles, but he, he always played that down and out loser like in um, that card movie. Rounders. 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 Yeah, I like him a lot better as that type of character. Uh, but he's kind of the everyman, you know. He's, you he could, you could put him in anything. Oh, yeah, no, His he first, was good. What was, was that one when he stuttered? Was a, Oh, the, oh, the score. He's awesome, the score, man. Yeah, yeah. So good. 
that was a really good Oh, when he had multiple personalities in that other movie. He's oh, like, um, oh Primal Fear. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, Even Moon Knight uh, Kingdom was he played the... Uh, that's right, the Scoutmaster. The Scoutmaster. <laughs> it was so funny. In it. I had a, a friend of mine, well, an acquaintance, that actually auditioned to be um, Primal Fear in that movie. And, oh, really? Yeah, and it was like down to like three people. Yeah. And Edward Norton got it over him. Yeah, well, Ed Norton is next level. Yeah, well, that's I what mean, I mean. I mean, like, really you're going to get beat yeah. by somebody, but yeah, yeah. it'll be Edward that's Norton, a good you know? Story. He could still, <laughs> still get a free drink for that. Yeah, story. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fantastic. Had a great ending. And, uh, and if, ma- if you like. If you see that, Lambs, but see Manhunter, too. Yeah, you should definitely see Manhunter. It, it had that. Had that great scene at the end that had Anna Gata DeVita playing with the strobe lights yeah. were going on and William Peters, you're waiting for William Peterson to bust through the door. It was awesome. The other thing I really liked, well, weird to say I really liked, but he would put mirrors in people's eyes. Uh, yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it just made it look so creepy and stuff like that. Like, Was that an element he did in Manhunter? I don't know. I don't, I don't if he did it in so. Manhunter. There was a couple different things, differences mm-hmm. between them, but they weren't anything that was totally rogue. That you could both, you could. This was one of those movies you can enjoy both the original and the remake just as much. Mm. Yeah, and it's a super captivating story, yeah. like you said. You know, I, Who I'm like not good a big, serial killer. Movie. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm not a big drama guy, but I do love where the movie kind of gives you the ability to like let me piece this puzzle together and see if I, I can solve more, it before they tell me. You I know? think your perception of drama when you say drama, you think an English patient type drama see i haven't even seen that yeah <laughs> there's dramas that are dramas but they uh they have a good amount of action to them uh-huh. that uh, is like that there's some obviously there's some you can tag super a, slow, you can tag slow. a movie with three genres almost every time yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah comedy drama and action you can Thr- thriller thriller is another one that suspense kind of goes everywhere. yeah see to me thriller and suspense equals drama yeah like a lot of th- most it does. thrillers most are thrillers dramas. Are, are, any thriller, like sad, I guess, sad movies make me think of drama, and yeah, so yeah, then yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't want to watch drama. You no, better you make sure like, you polished up for the French foreign film. Oh, pod. are you kidding me? I've been, I just got back from France. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah. You went to see some movies. Yeah, everybody was asking about you. They said, "Where is Dave?" <laughs> said, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> I've quit drinking wine. They won't want me there. I have to start drinking wine again. <laughs> All right, what do you got for your number four? Um, I guess I want to talk about William Peterson some more. So. Bring it. Um, to live and die in L.A. Nice. This is William Freakin. This is a, and this also very gritty. 80s and, movie, very gritty and Tony. I don't remember the date. Uh, it would had to have been like 82, 83. It had a awesome eighties feel to it. Yeah. Tangerine Dream. Tangerine I think, Dream did the, the soundtrack. soundtrack. Who? Who? The song was uh, popular. That who did Legend and, and uh, yeah, it was it was a popular soundtrack, which was so, remixed by Tupac. Yes, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was. Nice. nice. But uh, William Defoe. Yep, was Willem awesome. Dafoe young, is young Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and it was a great story because it was about counterfeiting. Yeah, which you oh, don't nice. see a whole lot. You of You don't. It. You really don't when you, you think about like, it. Catch me if you can was another one, but yeah. that was kind of a different type of counterfeiting. Yeah. This was like he would. It is he kind had of a process. genre that's all uh, that's pretty open if people yeah, wanted to go make, into doing it. He made money, and you know he sold it for. 20 cents on the dollar or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, I guess Black Rain was that way too remember they had the plates oh yeah that's that was right the, uh, that nice. was another cop drama that could be on here but uh, I guess their treasure agents um, William Peterson yeah. and Pankow Pankow that, he was on a television show I think like playing um, God. not Bataken is it no Pankow Pankow <laughs> like when you saw him, like the breadcrumbs. <laughs> John Pankow. Oh yeah, yeah. 
He's not super familiar to me, but he was in a long-running sitcom at time, so it was weird he was huh. in it. So they were tre- they were treasury agents, yeah, chasing Willem Dafoe, mm. and there were some great scenes. They they would do, went to do undercover, um, to get him, yeah. So they posed as rich people from out of town. They met at, at his country club, and he played racquetball with them. Mm-hmm. But the the crazy scene is that they needed to come. They couldn't get the money from their department to to make the buy, so that mm-hmm. they could arrest him. So they 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 uh, Use their kidnapped. No, they kidnapped a Japanese guy that they knew was smuggling something in. Holy shit! And like brought him out to. And you know those scenes where they show the, the L.A. freeway, but then those little. Things under the freeway, the big yeah, culvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they brought him down there, and <coughs> this is a movie I own, but I haven't seen it. They forever. brought him down there, and he didn't have what they thought. And then somebody else showed up and started shooting at him. Oh shit! Because they he must have been stealing the stuff they were trying to get yeah. from the guy that was smuggling, and they killed the guy, and they have to run away. They're treasury agents, so they're the car chase on that. If you watch the car chase, yeah. the car chase is awesome. The car chase, I remember, and the bridge scene at the end. They had a really some nice cars. Uh, There's a lot of Ferraris the in there. This very LA '80s feel mm-hmm. to it. It yeah. was just a good movie. That I don't want. Yeah, don't, don't ruin the ending. It was a great ending too, and it had one of those great endings that, uh, and I appreciate endings where uh, they end and the credits roll. Like yeah. like right over the action that just happened. Mm. Yeah, just, you know, like, whoa, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Movie over. Yeah, <laughs> there was one scene when Willem Dafoe was like completely naked. I think he was just throwing handfuls of money into the fireplace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh my god, he couldn't use it anymore because oh wow, it had gotten tainted or something. Right, yeah, it was a good image uh, of him just burning all that money. Yep. Man. Oh wow, and Crazy. the girl with it was hot. I can't remember her name. Can't remember her name. I'll have to rewatch this movie. I. Re- I I liked it, and I definitely own it. It it, it holds up if you take Deborah F- F- Ferrer. Who's it? Deborah Ferrer. Deborah Ferrer. No, I don't know her. Yeah. Huh. Well, she it's rocks. A, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty obscure movie, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I remember getting it, and I remember if people come over, and I, I suggest it, and they were like, eh, yeah. I don't want to see that. <laughs> William Freakin does... Because that's what I did after a while when I realized directors I liked, you just kind of go through their catalogs. Yeah. And William Freakin, they keep because a feel he was The it. Exorcist and French Connection and uh, Bug and a whole bunch of great, fantastic movies. So that was one of his uh, early, early ones that he was really good. I keep thinking that you're going to like add a third name onto that, like William Freaking Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a slur, man. Yeah. I don't want him on my ongoing list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my number four... Is a Dirty Harry movie. All right. And I love the original Dirty Harry, but I, I mean, I had, someone to, had to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I normally I would put the first one on there, but I've spoken about it before. And there's one that I like just as much as the first one. So I figured, hell, might as well put that one on there. And I love them all. I'll, when I watch Dirty Harry movies, I'll usually go through all five of them. I'm going to guess it in my head before uh, you say it. All right. Well, here, I'll give you the list of them. So you got Dirty Harry, you got Magnum Force, you got Enforcer, you got Sudden Impact, and you got The Deadpool. Yeah. Those are the five Dirty Harry movies. A lot of people uh, think Tightrope is one of the Dirty Harry movies, but it's absolutely not. Hmm. Uh, it's a whole different thing. But what, which one do you think it is out of the five? 
Did Jake I tell you already what it is? I probably, but I, <laughs> if I, but if I remembered it, I'd still count that as. Right, what, what, is, what is it? Deadpool? No, damn it! <laughs> I do like Deadpool though. But I'll talk about. that I saw Deadpool time. in the in the theater. Oh, yeah, it was a great one. But this is Magnum Force. Magnum Force. 1973. I love Magnum Force. I end up going back to this one all the time. And this is a pretty simple one. You've got Dirty Harry's already been established as a badass, so you don't have to even like do that. But <laughs> what's great about this movie is there's a main ongoing plot, and the plot is that these four traffic cops are taking the law in their own hands and they're literally they're pulling over pimps and they're shooting them in the head About or time. they're or they're going <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean they're, don't shoot pimps <laughs> Maybe not pimps. and then they're going over to uh, murderers and they're killing them or uh, different runs and a lot of the mor- morality is like blurred because they go over to this uh, one pimp's house and uh, they take a submachine gun and shoot everyone in the pool, including uh, a half-nude Suzanne Summers. Oh, wow. what? Who is uncredited in the movie, but uh, it's, it says uncredited uh, <laughs> uh, on, her, <laughs> on her IMDb page. Uh, but uh, So he's killing someone innocent people, too, uh, all four of these guys. And these four cops are played by famous actors. One of them I'm, I'm, I have never seen before, but the other three are very famous. So I'm sorry, fourth guy who doesn't. <laughs> but one of them is Robert Urich. Ringo. Um, yeah. oh, Ringo's, awesome. Ringo's like, I'm still alive, motherfucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Pete Best would be that. Uh, TikTok. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got uh, Robert Urich from Spencer for Hire yep. and, and such great movies as Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. Uh, you've got Tim Matheson Space from uh, Fletch and Animal House. You know Tim Matheson. Yep. And you got David oh, yeah. Soul from uh, Starsky and Hutch. And nice. more importantly, uh, Salem's Lot. Salem's for Lot. me, I, I love David Soul. And That's David Soul's like the really good uh, guy. You realize uh, because they end up running into uh, Clint Eastwood at the shooting range. And these guys are awesome. They're just as good as, uh, well, not just as good as, uh, but as Clint Eastwood, but Clint super Eastwood close to wouldn't let that happen. Well, that yeah. impresses the hell out of him and everything, and they establish that David Soul's the really good uh, guy. And shortly on, he suspects that one of these guys is uh, is doing these crimes because he uh, he realizes like the pimp that's getting uh, shot is coming from the angle as if a cop was outside asking for his license and everything. So he kind of thinks a cop is involved in this. Mm-hmm. And during this whole thing, there uh, his boss is played by Hal Holbrook, who's also a great actor in his own right. Holbrook. Uh, who comes on to play the like that dick boss man that just challenges him at every uh, place he can get. But like many of the uh, Dirty Harry movies, that ongoing plot is going on. You get to see Dirty Harry going. Uh, do some minor like disarmings or robberies or stop shootings. A, stop a coffee shop robbing. <laughs> it has that really great one. He's got that, um, you know, the black guy from uh, Robocop that ate the baby, the food that says, tastes like baby food. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. He, he has oh, like yeah, a big yeah, fro yeah. in this. And he's, really? he's a cop. And they've established in the first one, and certainly by Deadpool, you realize that if you're the uh, Dirty Harry's partner, it's, at some point, it's not going to turn out well for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Hey, yeah. Yo, hey Yeoman Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they even joke about it more and more towards <laughs> the end of like Deadpool, where uh-huh. they don't even, you like, you know what happens to my partners, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they had a great scene where they were behind uh like this one-way glass at like a liquor store and they were kind of staking out there waiting for someone that had been robbed like three times in the Mm -hmm. week or something like that and they see the people come out 
they see the people come in and they get the, the black guy is working the register as a, a clerk, but he's actually obviously a cop. And Clint Eastwood's behind it and he sees people come in and they take a sawed off shotgun and put it right in the, uh, the black guy's face. And they're just trying to decide when to make their move and everything. And they come out and then they, they do. And then they have this great shootout where Clint Eastwood's walking down the lines of liquor and just shooting with one hand. He's always <laughs> eating or chewing gum at the time. Like, like, it's just so casual yeah. that he has to well, do he, it. He can't and, miss. So yeah, it's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's such great, great scenes in it too, and it, it comes all the way down to like uh, uh, Clint Eastwood. They really think Clint Eastwood was going to go for it, and they and he's literally like, "You, you've misjudged me, gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> to think that I want to take the law in my own hands." He says, "He says in theory this is an interesting idea." He says, "But this, this law and order, and this is the reason this is, has to work." Uh, so he has to like systematically take these badass cops out. It's just such a fun, fun movie. You know, it's got the background of a Dirty Harry movie, but like a whole different thing going on to it. Where I think it was definitely uh, other than the first Dirty Harry, which nothing beats that. I mean, uh, <laughs> going after Scorpio, the uh, the basically the Zodiac killer yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything was was awesome. But. Now, does he say "Go ahead and make my day" in every movie? No, or is no, no. That he has just... a different he has a different line in every movie. And the first one was uh, uh, "Do you feel lucky?" Yeah, punk. that's right. That's uh, the right. second one was uh, "Every everyone." Uh, Everyone must know his limitations. He said it like three times. It was great. He thinks about these. Uh, yeah. The third one was like go Confucius. ahead and make my day. No, okay. that was the fourth one. That was sudden impact. And oh, Forcer, really? I don't think, had one. Uh, huh. But then the, on, then in uh, the Deadpool, I don't think he had one either. Yeah, but it was so. he might have had one. That was his there. blue period. Do you? <laughs> that was his blue punk. period. Do you punk? Yeah, I love it. So yeah, it was my number four, man. Magnum Force. Nice. Yeah. What you got there? All right. Uh, Sicario. Sicario. Nice. Yeah. Me and Dave have definitely. It's, I don't know about Dave. I'm not. I don't remember it as much. But me and Dave definitely saw it at my house when it first came out mm-hmm. on uh, video. So why don't you give us a little? Um, so and I, I've mentioned this previously, but I saw this in the theater uh, when I lived in Arizona, and the first scene in the movie, you know, it comes up and it says like, I think it's like Glendale, Arizona, which is like. 20 minutes from Phoenix, you know? It's always great when you get that call it's, back. From the theater, I know that right? place. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, and literally, like, my, my focus shifted from, oh, this movie's going to be good to, oh, shit, this happens right around the corner from my house, like, you yeah. know? Um, but it starts off, basically, these agents are going to, um, I don't know if they're ICE or if they're... Border Patrol. Yeah, Border, Border Patrol. Patrol. Okay, yeah. Um, they're going to, you know, get into this house. And, and DEA. And, right, yeah. Um, and so they go into the house, they get in and there's like, you know, a couple people in there. They pull the guns on them. They hold them down. Everything's fine. And this girl, uh, what's her name? I can't Emily remember. Blunt. Yeah. Thank you. Emily Blunt is going to check the bedrooms. And so she walks into one bedroom and there's just a guy waiting on her with a shotgun. Mm. And she sees him and she ducks out of the way and he shoots and she just pow, pow, takes him out, you know? And so they're trying to basically figure out, like, why would he do that? You know, we're just here as a, like, I mean, it's not routine, but there's no reason to be trying to shoot us, you know. And that's when they realize the hole in the wall and they find, like, 25 or 30 bodies drywalled up into the house, you know. Um, And so that's when uh, they realize that the um, cartels are basically using these storehouses, you know, for both money and bodies. And this guy was a hitman, um, And so there comes like enter Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro who basically come and tell this woman, Oh, cause I think her partner got shot. 
So, somebody got remember. shot. Yeah, somebody got shot because they they basically lure her into yeah. their operation by you know she's like, well, am I gonna get a chance to get even with the guy who did this? Mm. And he's like, no, you'll get a chance to get even with the real guy who was responsible for this. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Um, they're basically trying to stop drugs from coming over the border from Mexico. Um, and there's this special task force designed, but they need her in order to be able to get these certain warrants. She, you know, they need her signature on a few things. So they bring her in, but they try and keep her in the dark as to what's really going on. And what's really going on is that basically, you know, these guys are kind of CIA or, you know... Special ops. Yeah, yeah. special ops, you know. Benicio um, was a badass. He was a badass. That, yeah. that, that's what uh, I really did love about this like, I don't think you even would know his back, full backstory. And that was my only concern with this movie because I liked it. We we I remember us ending it saying it was good, but I think there was a better movie in there. Yeah. Uh, personally, for me... I wanted just, to see more him. I wanted to see more Benicio, mm. and I... I Understood what they were doing with the Emily Blunt character, but I did. She was almost in the way half the movie, and yeah. I, did, I don't think it was a very strongly written. And I understand they were going for that right. uh, a lot of times, but I would have rather seen either her be a badass along with Benicio, and they just going in there, or just Benicio doing it covertly on on his own. I would love. See, I'm the type of movie that I would have cut half the dialogue out, told it from Benicio's point of view, and just what his actions would drive the story. So I think her I think her purpose like the purpose of her character I think was kind of metaphorically saying like we're bringing the public the people watching this movie into yeah. this drug war to see what's going on so she, I think she was the point supposed of to represent I mean that's but it's when it's just, I understand people have to find ways of working their exposition into the movie so the moviegoer can uh, be informed along with being entertained. I don't think she I, hurt the movie. That just could. I don't have been think she better. hurt the movie. I well, thought it could have been better. just well, with uh, by Benicio. And, just and I do himself. think it was a great movie. Then yeah. you're both in for a treat, then, because they're coming out with Sicario number two. Yeah, it's all from what I can see. She's got nothing to do with it, and it looks like it's just they draw, took Josh your, Brolin. They, they took your suggestion. It's just Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro. And basically, from the trailer I watched the other day, Josh Brolin tells him, "Look, we're we're letting you loose in South America. Mm. No rules. Just go do what you need to do. Yeah, see, and, that's the and type we're going to start I a war in the first place. Yeah, and I wouldn't even have had a problem if they had made Emily Blunt." Uh, on board, B- on Benicio del Toro's character, you know, had her been this really underground chick who mm-hmm. who know has all these skills, kind of goes in there Silent Dove style and <laughs> and takes out uh, all these guys. That would have been interesting. I, I just think I like it more of a a solo kind of a job. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, and there's there's the ending of that movie was fantastic, and that's I mean, what I was about to but say. But she there's... wasn't even in the ending. It's it's like they agreed with me at the end, and they were like, uh, well, no, she she finds well, a lot him of that in the stuff with there. Benicio though. She kind of, they kind of push her off to the side. Well, that's the whole point, yeah. you know. I mean, they don't give a shit about her, yeah. you know. I no, mean, I meant they should have done it earlier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think one thing that I really like, just to finish up on this, is I liked the cinematography, the tones oh, yeah. of the lighting, and the yeah. use of the the colors that were the desert and the darkness and everything like that. I mean. <laughs> It just made that area such... get, it sets up well for that. Like yeah, in traffic. like traffic. Yeah. Traffic is a very good example mm-hmm. of that. Where Tra- they get the tone just right. Or uh, uh, what's the uh, get the gringo? Oh, Remember yeah, that yeah. Uh, that Mel Gibson? Yeah. Oh yeah. Almost sequel to Payback, mm-hmm. which basically a sequel to Payback. What's the what's the guy's name you just talked about earlier from um, the Watchmen that was in Rampage? 
Hiddleston? Uh the, yeah. Oh, uh, Jeffrey the, D. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the movie where he is basically hunting Mexican immigrants? No, I don't think so. I, I'll find out the name <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you. you I like. He probably Morgan doesn't want on. you to see that yeah, movie. Yeah. That's not a very good tone to be yeah. taking right now. What are you? Oh, you're hunting immigrants. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Sicario. <laughs> Sicario is a awesome. really good movie. All right, Dave. What you got for your number three? This movie, I have seen. If I had to. I probably saw Fletch the most of, of any movie ever. <laughs> Just because we had it. <laughs> yeah. And it was always on. It's a great background movie. I mean, it's, it's so easy to click. Caddyshack is up there. Usually when you uh, watch a movie that many times, but you're pretty This accurate. movie, Rush. Ah. Oh. For some reason, I this watched. This movie is so good. Man. I just loved the tone. The music was great. It was no, like this that. This is the old Rush, not the uh, not the race car. Movie yeah, Rush. not the race car. Yeah, movie. yeah. This is Jason <laughs> also Patrick, good, but... Jennifer Jason Lee, <laughs> Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott, um, Robert Altman, <laughs> Robin Altman, Greg Altman, Greg Altman. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you always call people Robert. <laughs> like when he gets their name wrong, it's my <laughs> go-to. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> On the animation pod, I accidentally called Todd McFarlane Seth McFarlane too. Sorry, <laughs> I realized I'd done that. Hopefully, he got over it. <laughs> but it was in Texas, gritty Texas, mm-hmm. a tiny little town. Have you seen this movie? Rush? No, oh I man, you oh, love this so movie, good. Man. Jason Patrick is a seasoned. Um, a seasoned undercover narcotics agent. This is one of the top five movies he's ever done. Yeah, and and same so with Jennifer he, Jason Lee. So he, him and his boss Sam Elliott, they were like, "We got to pick you a new partner." So he's like, "We got to go deep get a, we got deep undercover. We got to get a rookie." So they go, "Okay, well let's go to the academy." They go to academy. Remember they're betting yep. on who was going to win the race. Yeah, she's running they, the track and. Uh, he took a shine to Jennifer Jason Lee, and he's like, "I'm not gonna put you undercover with a woman, and you're gonna end up screwing her." All the time. <laughs> and like, and finally, he says, "If he wants him to do it, he'll do it." But he's doing it with her. Yeah. So then they bring her in, and she's never yeah she's seen green. a drug she's before. And yeah, her, they they like, or he expects her to not a roll a joint. She's he hands her a bunch of weed and says, "Roll a joint." Yeah, because they need <laughs> she needs to know about drugs, and she needs to know about the effects of drugs and everything. But she. She tries to. He tries to keep her clear of the the, the smack. Yeah. Well, he puts one of the first scenes when she's with him. He uh, he shoots up in front yeah. of her. Hey, give me your belt. Oh he's, shit! It's gonna come up sooner or later. Wow! And he's like, he shoots up, yep. and he says it's baby, baby laxative. I we we don't know whether it is. You find out later. He's a hardcore heroin. Yeah, oh, so. shit. because of the job. Because though. of the job. Right. The job yeah. yeah. It was a great line out. in it. She's like, "What did you do before this?" He's like, "Narcotics." kind of ruins you for anything else i yeah. bet yeah and it's like i imagine shit you and he, family members he you would feels lose. bad for her too but he he, he gets a he tries a genuine, to tell her he gets a genuine love for her uh they obviously they become a item at some point because not only does it was it going to happen in real life but it happens in the story when they're as as because they're their undercover personas are drug addicts that's buying drugs. Right. They're trying to get to Robert up. They're trying to take to Greg Allman. Greg Allman's a badass. Greg a badass. He's a real badass. Like, he's got that look like <coughs> he will like take your head off of the baseball bat if you look at him wrong. Right. So you got to look at him and side-eyed. They, <laughs> he owns this bar. Who was the blind guy? The famous blind oh. blues singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, the guy from Roadhouse? Yeah. Roadhouse. Uh, wasn't he name? on it? Maybe he was No, I don't think he was on it. He was in Roadhouse. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other Sam Elliott movie. <laughs> the other Sam Elliott. God damn it, Sam Elliott. But um, so it, it pretty much goes the way you thought it was. They get too deep undercover. She right. starts she starts doing 
way too much drugs. My favorite scene in the entire movie is when they go to the, buy the drugs from guy? the big black guy uh, in the velvet yeah. suit. This is so good. And he's sitting and he's in the chair. The tone for this the, scene too. They had mellow it, music playing. Yeah, you could tell like, he was wasted already. He's like. Tell him he's like, oh, you want to buy stuff? That's good. Here you go. Here, try. Jason Patrick shoots up, and then he like tries to tell her to, and she's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't jack. And he's like, I see you jack, but you don't walk out of here. Yeah. Damn. He pulls a out a little silver tw- gun, uh, a little, little thirty-eight. 42. Oh yeah. And uh, and he's hitting his asthma inhaler. Yeah. And, oh shit. And he's just licking his lips. Scene. They were doing like close-ups of him licking his lips. It's not as uncomfortable as say one of the most uncomfortable scenes to me is that boogie night scene where they go to Alfred Molino's house oh, to buy drugs. Yeah. But this wasn't that uncomfortable, but it was yeah. close. <laughs> that was a great scene oh, because uh, that scene. So she good, has man. to leave to drive away, and she's taking these. And I, they didn't say what they were, but I, it was the '80s, so I imagine it was probably ecstasy Nudes. or something like had just. No, it was like did, he had just. It sounded like there were new types of drugs that uh-huh. they were farming. Who was the, who played the who played the the hapless loser that crashed? Yeah, on he couch? was really good. He was on um, he was everything. on Gilmore Girls uh, a couple episodes on that too. But he had one of my favorite lines. Uh, where he's he was in a bunch of eighties movies. Yeah, he was in a bunch of eighties movies too. Damn, I can't think of the uh, an eighties movie off the top of my Don't head do that it. he was in. But nah, this is too much for uh, <laughs> you go down that line. <laughs> but he had a great line where he's talking about the broken watch. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it gets it's, uh, He's like, twice a day, it reminds me that I I know I'm supposed to see the regular time, but I just hear the words asshole. Because <laughs> 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 the guy told me it was a Rolex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, he knew you knew. It, that it, he was gonna die. Really intense, intense scenes in this movie, and a uh, lot of uh, just a really powerful movie, man. It was a powerful had some movie. sad parts to it, but it had some really intense parts that it was balanced out with Fa- another fantastic ending to this movie. Yeah, if you like those kind of uh, crazy, I mean, because it had a, the the drug movie feel, but it also had that undercover cop movie feel, which has a whole different genre in itself, the undercover And you cop felt movie. bad because she was like, like deep cover. That's, deep I've been wanting to say one. that this whole time. She was like, a, had deep cover yeah, I know, I know, I know. Movie. I'm telling you, there's cop movies that you don't think yeah. of until... You still can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't really like my last two. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. The Rush was a great one there, man. All right, my number uh, three, and this was uh, a special movie for me because I had the poster on my wall uh, growing up up north in Massachusetts. So I stared at it every day. It was a very dark poster to have on a fucking kid's wall for sure. Uh, but it was the movie, the 1989 movie Relentless. Now, a lot of people haven't heard of Relentless, which is strange because there's five of them. Oh, shit. Uh, they went on to do a whole shitload of them. But that first one I loved, loved. And it was a uh, starred Leo Rossi. Uh, and uh, Robert Loja as the Robert Loja. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I it's love like it it's... when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Flau Buka. He comes, he comes uh, next, to... next pod, I'm just going to find a movie with Robert Loja in He's it. In just so... <laughs> He's in a lot. Uh, but you've got the great Judd Nelson, who has never even remotely tried to play this type of character before. Mm. We know Judd Nelson from uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club. Right. from all his early fun kind of uh, movies that he was in. And he came on this movie playing a total sociopath, like total sociopath psychotic, who is randomly, you think it's random, there actually is a rhyme to his reason, but he's going through the phone book and he's uh, finding names that are all similar, Arthur, damn I can't remember the last name, Arthur Taylor. So he's 
killing people with the name Arthur Taylor. And there's a couple actually... It's a fun way to mix up your murders if you're a psychotic yeah. killer. So, right? It's like a game. You're yeah. like, oh, they could be all different walks of life. and So you see him in his apartment complex. And uh, what was great about it is he... It starts out with one of the best murders where Judd Nelson is hiding in a shower. It's amazing where he sneaks into this guy's house. He had called him ahead of time uh, to make sure. I think he called him like twice, and the guy actually brought the recording in uh, because he said, I'm, uh, tomorrow I'm going to kill you or something like that. And he brings it into the police station. Oh, and they were like, they ah, still it's in- probably, this is like, what did I say, this was 89 and everything. Yeah, so they, they didn't It was that still that seriously. police station. I was like, ah, calls when something real happens. <laughs> and when he gets home, uh, John Nelson's already in the shower. So the guy comes uh, into the bathroom and everything, and Judd Nelson comes up from uh, the shower and starts. He chokes him, uh, chokes him out, but not completely dead. And he goes to the kitchen and he grabs this butcher knife from the thing oh, and puts it in the guy's hand. He wants these people. He gets off by having these people actually do the thing with him using the force on. Oh them. wow! So he puts the knife in his hand and he makes the guy stab himself in the chest. Oh, and he shit. sits there and he watches the uh, body die. And the then, light go out in his eyes <laughs> and basically this is why i love this movie as like a cop movie because it's that classic uh young cop older cop veteran cop they're coming together to solve this crime together so leo rossi just comes in from out of town uh and uh robert loja is the uh, veteran cop who's seen everything that's uh, he can tell that uh leo rossi's like this wind-up toy he just wants to let's go 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 and solve it and he had apparently tell a story later on that he was part of the group that uh ran traffic tickets that caught the son of sam oh uh, so oh, wow. he knows that the grunt work really will help to solve the crimes off, yeah and so they they bring him on to that first crime scene and he's he's revealing stuff that he knows like uh Robert Lozian, the uh, you know the guy that goes into uh, Schwarzenegger's head in Total Recall to talk him back, yeah, to take the pill yeah. uh, and everything. He plays like the coroner, so him and Robert Lozian, he plays that. Yeah, he's totally. Lot. And he played the. Uh, remember, he was in Arachnophobia. He was the doctor, uh, too. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, town. we haven't got but to talk about that film. Yet. That's a good one. Uh, but he plays the coroner. Him and Lozian just laughing at Leo Rossi as he's checking the uh, the shower curtain and everything. And he was like, "There's no mildew here." And he was like, "He's like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "The shower curtain's closed." He said, "That's not the way he usually kept it. It's usually open because if he kept it closed, it uh, causes mildew." Huh. Uh, and then they're uh, they're kind of impressed, but they were like, "Chill out, man. Just take it slow. Right, we got yeah. a long day here and everything." So the the first quarter of the movie is him just kind of fighting with Loja and everything, and you get to see uh, uh, psychopath Judd Nelson who plays this character in this movie. He's this very meek character. He he has weird like ticks, and they actually. Uh, so the next crime he goes into, he jumps, this woman's playing the piano, and he jumps through the skylight, and he comes right uh, after and, and grabs a uh, one of the compu- on the piano wires out oh, of the fr- friggin' piano, and chases her all the way down into the basement, and she hides in, in the uh, uh, dryer. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and you're seeing the point of view out of the dryer, oh. and you see him pass by, and all of a sudden he comes back, and his face is right there, and he grabs it from out of the dryer shot. and forces her hands on the ends of the piano wire and chokes herself really hard, wow. and she dies. So that's the second death scene. And I won't tell you everyone, but he goes around yeah. and starts doing all these death scenes, and then they realize that these people have the same name in the... Uh, uh, in the phone book, mm-hmm. and so they decide to go visit all the other Arthur Taylors yeah. in town to locking to you warn up for them. the weekend. Yeah, well, right. they, no, they were yeah they were warning them. They were like, hey, if you're uh, and 
they show up at Judd Nelson's house. And you I realize, was just going to say what his that, name uh, was. Then you realize his dad, who used to be a cop, is named Arthur Taylor. They had a great scene where uh, Robert Loggia comes in and they're talking to uh, – uh, Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson's very Who's, weird. Uh, very yeah. weird, kind of like autistic, and you can just tell that he's a little bit slow. And uh, <laughs> Robert Loja sees a picture on the wall of an old uh, cop, and he's like, Ike! He's like, holy shit, Ike Taylor. He says, you Arthur... Uh, is Arthur Taylor your dad? He's, uh-huh. like, he's like, yeah. And he's like, are you Buck? And... Uh, He's like he shakes his head yes, and you realize that Loja has met him before. Oh wow! And so gives him a hug. He's like, I haven't seen you since you were this oh, little. Why are, why are you not on the force? And he's like, they wouldn't take me. Uh, wow! And he's like, oh, that's their loss, man. And um, <coughs> through this whole thing, you're seeing you're seeing flashbacks of his dad, uh, the Ike Taylor guy, who they've already talked about being a. He, Robert Loja said he was the meanest, badass cop that they had to take off. <laughs> he the took force. his work oh, home wow. with him. Apparently, they had to take off. Yeah. The, well, he he was training his son like hardcore to be a cop. It's like entire life. Like he was running like obstacle courses in the backyard, and he was like super hard on him. And it's like Jimmy Pearsall's dad's <laughs> hard on him. <laughs> and uh, so they keep showing like the rejection letter for the uh, thing, and that's what uh, kind of is going through set him uh, off. here. It set him off. His dad's dead at this point. We don't really realize how he died at all, but you, he, he continues know, yeah, to have these flashbacks of his dad, so he's going to kill all these Arthur Taylor people, and they. it's all about Robert Loja and uh, and Leo Rossi figuring this out before it gets too far. Wow. Really great. Yeah, I don't know what any good. of the sequels are about because I realized that Judd, they got a different guy and Judd Nelson was going to be in it and I was like I was like yeah I'm not interested. I don't Leo Rossi might have stuck around for it. I don't think Robert Loja came back, but yeah. Uh, it was a fantastic movie. What Definitely. was the name of that one again? Relentless. Okay. Yeah. I don't like when they do when they carry on with someone else in it yeah. obviously. They did the same thing with um, one of my favorite um, should do with Saw movie so with much. Uh, American Psycho. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've, seen like, they, I've seen that they. I've seen that they didn't they make Mila Kunis or no? I haven't seen any of the sequels. I, I think it was. I think it was Mila Kunis is the second one. I thought Rose McGowan was one. Oh, maybe, maybe that's not. what it is. Oh yeah, probably Rose McGowan. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's, they didn't need to make that it's, movie. It's a market for it. That's fine. I'll only watch the first one, but yeah, yeah. definitely the first Relentless is good. All right, man. What you got there? We on well, number one. Uh, number no. two. Number two. Yeah. Um, he trying to speed this pot up. Oh, well, he just no, no, really wants to hear my number one. I do, I do. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, number two, though, is seven, ah. which is an appropriate number two. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is arguably one of the uh, the best. God, why do I love serial killer movies too much? I, yeah. I love them too much. I think this one, I think if I didn't steal this one, this would have been on both it's of y'all's fascinated list. with the film. Yeah. <laughs> fascinated with it's a serial killer. Fascinated with serial killers. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or, or it would. Oh, no, no, my and favorite one, scary. my favorite one. No, probably yeah. over awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you got Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in a similar role to the role you were just oh, yeah. talking about. Veteran you know. cop, young guy, full of gusto. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I know we try not <laughs> like to Morgan mention... Morgan Freeman's already getting ready to retire. I mean, he's literally like on his that. He's, he's yeah, yeah. seven days They're away from retirement. taking him off the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, there was still, a, you know, there was a couple of questions I had in the plot uh, uh, regarding that. Like, okay, so there was the seven deadly sins. Yep. yep. It was over seven days. Yep. And, like, what was his motive? I don't think the days had anything to do with it, I don't think, it, it, it may or may not have. Yeah. I don't even remember the timeline. It was seven days. Yeah. Um, and it was raining every day. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, which was weird. But um, the other thing was, was... It was never established 
I don't know. Maybe he did because he was envious of Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt's so, life. Yeah, the per- yeah. he was young, had a beautiful wife. They just bought a new home. So I they're having a new baby. Right. Yeah. So I guess maybe he picked him when he was at his last precinct because when he came into the new. Oh, precinct, you forgot to say douchebag alert. Uh, I haven't said his name yet. We could just go the whole thing without saying his name. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, we'll just call call him John Doe. Doe. That John Doe guy. Yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) But he was. I think he. You could even say that he didn't have envy planned out, and he was going to figure that out along the line. You think he had that at the beginning? Mm. I think he had that as meticulous as he was. Yeah, I think everything. One of my favorite parts of this movie is the detail that the production. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. production design. David Fincher, director of David Fincher is fucking genius, man. More of his movies are are some of my favorite movies. We haven't talked about Fight Club yet. Nope. You know wow. that's the number one rule, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucked it up. That is the Damn reason. it. Now they're not going to let us back rule. in. One rule. <laughs> it's literally the title of what you just said. I guess we can't talk about it next week. Now. That's funny. <laughs> uh, the second rule of Fight Club is <laughs> don't. don't. <that. laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so it's just an interesting movie. Um <laughs> Yeah. I said a funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so everyone was really kind of uh, grotesque and interesting yeah. in its own, uh, <coughs> the, for its own reasoning. I too. bet. I bet there's one. I bet if people that like this movie, there's one of those scenarios they just can't watch. Oh, there are a lot of them are disturbing. The, the, the one with the, uh, the, the the prostitute, the dildo, yeah, uh, the prostitute yeah. knife, yeah, and they don't even and they show don't even that. show it. No, it's but the just guy, the reaction to it, the guy who's telling the story. Yeah. I watched that scene this morning. He's like that in everything. He he's in plays now. that. Guy. He, oh, that's right. He gets. He's an alien. He's one of the alien aliens. Four. He gets. Yeah, and he does yeah. that. Thing. Yeah, he's, he's kind of he did that. that. He was in Saving Private Ryan. Yep. He was oh, one. Yeah. The glider clashed, and he was the pilot. Man. They, that literally is written above his name. If you yeah. need a guy to lose it that in front of you, freak yeah. Out, yeah, yeah, call that guy. I, I mean, uh, very bad things. He was oh, in very that's bad things. Right. Yep. Yeah. God, we need to talk about that movie yeah. too. You know, he got on a pod. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Can't get his name mentioned. Yeah. That's because I don't remember. I always forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that scene right there is so hard to watch. I, I agree with him. you there. That, that's our difficult one. because he's just like he had the fucking gun in my mouth. Yeah. It was in my throat, yeah. and like, oh, and he's just that oh, big man. fat guy was pretty hard to watch too. Though. Yeah, the, the guy yeah. that he kept alive for the entire. Oh, year. that was yeah. hard to watch too. Holy shit! When he jumped up and when started the first time I saw that because I saw it in deserved. the theater. <laughs> yeah, that was that C. Was Riley, from, right? Uh, from, yeah. Uh, well, uh, C. The Riley, from, yeah. William, Robert, maybe. <laughs> the guy from Scrubs. That's uh, right. the doctor from McKin- Scrubs. McKinsey? Kinley. McKinley. McKinley. Okay. But John, John C. McGinley. We're at, just because we do a pod doesn't mean we're very Damn, yeah. man. We worked it out. John C. McGinley. Yeah, I love you, John. <laughs> Platoon. Yep. But yeah, I mean, and it's just, I mean, it's, oh, and Gwyneth Paltrow is in it um, as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I was and you know what? Everybody the, else. She's great, the movie is so good that... She, even her in it she's doesn't take good, away. She's done good stuff. I think I like stuff. I just think oh, she's, she's a tool. Oh, she's, she's just a wacko in real life. She's but, great yeah. in Shallow Hal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean that with sincerity. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's just such a good movie, and it's so it's so well done. Like you know the plot line, and yeah. I, I mean it's the one ending. of those ones that you watching it, 
you you know, or you could look up the seven deadly sins. You know, envy's coming up. You yeah. know, wrath. Hasn't but exactly, yet. there was and no loose ends in that script. That yeah. script no. was a perfect. It was. It was a perfect script. Circle back to its. Well, and my only question perfect. was, my only question was, was how did he pick him? When did he pick him? You know what I mean? I don't think he, those are questions they even want you to. Yeah, yeah. Or they yeah. want you to not know. Yeah. Well, he's because a psychopath. I want to know what he was thinking. You that's know? the problem with a psychopath. I know, right? You um, can't but yeah, I mean, it's possible that he saw him on that first crime scene because I, I don't think the seven days were uh, it might have happened over seven days but I don't think that was part of it I I'd never got I think he was no, gonna it was, it was seven te- days but technically he had been working this for a year yeah well okay so Morgan Freeman was supposed to retire in seven days and at one point he says listen kid um, I want to stay working on this you know at no, least I have for no a doubt that days. it's seven days I'm just wondering if Kevin Smith uh, oh John Doe yeah uh, <laughs> John Doe gave oh, a shit yeah I, I think he would have been happy as long as it's played out over 30 days I think it just happened to go the police captain days. it was awesome too oh yeah but and you know and you can't you could be in the middle of Publix, and you could shout out, "What's in the box?" Oh, yeah, and yeah. everybody there would know what you were talking about. Yeah. You know, and as long as you change your tone each time you say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that that moment, you know, where John Doe's that lo- ride out there was awesome. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah and but you know, Brad Pitt plays so well. You can see him like wanting to shoot him so bad and knowing that it was wrong and then missing his yeah. wife all in this like 30 second period you know what I mean and like ugh. the music man you should mention the Trent Reznor Nine Inch Nails Trent Reznor yes. oh really like his, uh, uh, this is the start of his big career with Fincher and he went on to do uh, The Social Network and uh, the really great one in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo awesome oh, awesome wow. freaking score that yeah one, man. Uh, fantastic yeah. fantastic movie, movie. Yeah. It's, it's definitely if you mention cop movies it should be on everyone's top five at least someplace all right, Dave, what you got? Um, I don't know if Pat Jason Patrick really likes playing an undercover narcotics agent, but he's, <laughs> he's really good at it. Because <laughs> he, this, this is, is years name. after Rush, probably decades. What's the name, man? What we got? Narc. <laughs> Love Narc. Narc is one of those movies I discovered like when it first came out. Yeah, and, and you I, either and either call me up and said, "Come yeah. over right now and yeah, watch yeah, this yeah. movie." Mm-hmm. I introduced this because to so many people. This, if you want a lesson on how to film a gritty movie, mm-hmm. watch this. How movie. to open your movie? Yeah. The first oh my God. three minutes of this movie is so chaotic. Do you remember the scene where uh, uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze are running through the backyards in, in Point Break? Point Break. Yeah. You you put that like it's on crack, oh, like shit. times yeah. ten. Yeah. And that's how the movie started. Oh wow! But it goes all the way. Tell what happens at the end of that sequence. Remember? Oh, so it he's chasing this park. junkie through the park. Through houses, through, through the backyards. Houses, through backyards. He, and it goes he grabs a guy and stabs him, the guy in the neck with a syringe with a bunch of stuff that you don't know what it is. Trying right. to slow, slow him down, uh, thinking slow he'll Jason stop Patrick and down. get him. So he looks. He keeps running, and then finally the guy picks up. He gets to a playground, yep. and he pushes the mother down, yep. grabs a kid, and was like holding the kid. Oh, shit. And then Jason Patrick... As he's running towards him, just oh, fuck. fucking unloads. Well, before that, remember she he shot her in the thigh. Remember no, she that, really, that's when he shot her in the thigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then. Well, no, I don't. Jason Patrick didn't shoot her in the yeah, thigh. Yeah, he did. She did he? she got hit with a ricochet. Oh, okay, okay. And oh, she lost her. So and she's she lost the baby because that's what they were. Remember they were debriefing him during yeah, the whole yeah, thing, yeah. and basically 
they wanted to use him. They thought so. Ray Liotta, I, we mentioned his name. Hopefully, right? Not yet. Okay, well, he's Ray, in it. Ray Liotta <laughs> happens to be in it. That's this is a great story too because I think you were telling me some of this that this movie had trouble getting money. Oh yeah, and uh, Ray Liotta and his wife have a production company, and they actually uh, decided to uh, take over the help the production and put a lot of their own money yeah. into this movie. So because they really it would never got guy. finished. Oh, wow. And this guy went on to do uh, Smoking Aces. Was this guy Joe Calla something? I can't remember his last name, but he's really good. He's done some really good stuff. This Tommy Callahan's dad. Yeah, yeah, but the the <laughs> opening scene not only was yeah, it some of the mo- craziest camera work you've ever seen, the tone of the city is Detroit. I'll right? send you the clip. Later the whole really movie yeah, sure. had this like, like oh, this is what it feels like to be in Detroit, right? Like had a, that a realism. dark and gray, yeah, kind of yeah. gritty sense to the whole. Buster Rhymes is in the movie. Yep. I thought you really said good. Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah Buster, Buster Rhymes. He's really good in it. He's great. He was good in this movie. Well, then you go to you get down to the Ray Liotta character, and Ray Liotta is just I don't know what would you say. <laughs> S- certainly seasoned, but just dirty and seasoned. He doesn't give a shit. He almost, doesn't give a shit. He's almost not even that dirty. You find out, I suppose. But he's he's kind of got the uh, mindset of like Denzel Washington Training Day. Yeah, when he goes into stuff, mm-hmm. uh, so he will beat somebody up or so. Basically, the Ray Liotta's old partner dies during a buy, mm-hmm. and. Ray Liotta gave his statement, and I'm, from what your take is at the beginning, that they don't believe that that's how it went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they basically go to Jason Patrick and say, "Listen, you shot that woman, and her baby died. You know, there's not much of a career left for you mm-hmm. unless you can help us." Right. So they put him with Ray Liotta, and I think he tells him right up front, he's like, "They got me keeping an eye on you." Yeah, huh. I maybe. Yeah, yeah. I th- or I think that Ray Liotta called him out and said, "I know why you're here and everything." Yeah. And so, you, but you realize shortly on that they're going to investigate the uh, the Ray Liotta is on like a fact finding mission. Yeah, yeah. And so you're trying to find out who killed. You're them. watching them trying to find out who did it, and you're. But they also have those flashbacks. Yeah. And at some point, you realize that uh, that Ray that. Uh, Jason Patrick realizes that Ray Liotta is some, in some way involved or t- not telling him everything that's yeah. going on. That he's on a different fact-finding mission. And than I, he is. I think I want to say the last, the last quarter of that movie is yeah. that warehouse scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a big chunk of it where it, they uh, they go to this warehouse. They're gonna go and bust these guys. One of them's Buster Rhymes. One of them is Buster Rhymes. He's like a bust, 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 Buster Rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Ray Liotta. That's that's yeah. when uh, Jason Patrick found a. They go in and yeah. they and they toss the place, and then he magically finds the gun that did it. What I don't know <laughs> in the trunk full of guns. <laughs> the problem was he shouldn't have been interrogating these guys in front of uh, Jason. Patrick yeah, of in the course. first place because these guys start well, spouting stuff up that Jason Patrick. Didn't no, know no. Mem- that remember how it happens? They toss the car. Ray Liotta goes out to the car, and yeah. when he does. Jason Patrick locks the door. That's right. That's right. He locked the door. Locks the door on him. And he, and he oh, wants shit. to find. And then he's asking him. He's like, "Tell me right now. You guys have like ten seconds before he gets back in here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "He was involved. What did he do?" And they were like telling how crazy he was, and yeah. it was. And then like, "Oh shit!" And Ray Liotta's at the door. Yeah, trying to bust him in. Oh fuck! So he goes outside, and then Ray Liotta fucking 
jacks him with the back end of his oh, shotgun. Yeah. They have a great oh. scene where they're like opposite each other in, yeah. the, in the parking lot. Just like really intense. These guys. That's what was great about this movie. This was intense from the first second to the very last the frame. Very last frame. Huh. And, and even when it wasn't action, it was like uh, looks or it was the acting that those really flashbacks were, were crazy because they just kept uh, showing him crying in the tunnel and you yeah. had no idea why. Yep. This was a fantastic movie that everyone should check out. Yeah. Narc. Very, very good. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is very real. It's one of the best. Watching the woman on the playground bleeding, bleeding out of her side. Oh, I used to play that opening scene for people and be like, look, look at how this movie starts. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. my number two. All right. Well, my number two, and uh, this is an oldie, but a, a, a great one that had a horrible remake done off, off it. But the original 1974s. The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. I freaking love this movie. I watched it a lot growing up. And then they made the remake with Denzel and, uh, and, ruined and uh, Travolta. Travolta. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they fucking ruined it. I love this movie mainly because uh, it's New York. It's that gritty part of New York. You get to see it. It has a very tone to it that is just screaming the 70s. No, oh, yeah. Who's the cast? So the cast, Shaw, was, the cast was incredible. Right? So you've got the transit cops... Which is uh, Walter Matthau, mm-hmm. uh, nice. Jerry Stiller yeah. is one of them, a couple of the character actors you'd know. Uh, the criminals, who you could tell early on watching it that were inspired by... Uh, Hoopa! Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but it was inspired by a lot of, the, uh, of the Reservoir boat, Dogs because you can realize that Quentin, that's where Quentin got the yeah. idea of naming his uh, villains the colors because you got Mr. Brown, Mr. Blue, Mr. Gray, and uh, I don't know, there's another one. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm so you've got Robert Shaw, who is uh, obviously famous for Jaws. You have Hector Alexando, who's uh, famous for all the shit he did. There's a tribute to yeah. right there. Well, um, I loved him in Leviathan, and he was getting Pretty Woman, and most people know him when they see him. Uh, he's wasn't he in the Matrix? No, that was uh, that was the crazy gangster guy uh, from the crazy gangster guy. Yeah, the guy who was shooting out of the back window of the train. That was the gangster that got kicked yeah, yeah, out yeah, of the yeah, mob. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're thinking of Joey Pants. Joey uh, Panolino is the guy from The Matrix. Oh, really? He's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. who turns on him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, my yeah. bad. He kind of did look like him there. Sorry. Uh, and then you've got um, uh, Martin Balsam, who's famous for Psycho. He's the one who went down the stairs oh, backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. after getting cut in the face. He's uh-huh. the one who's driving that had the cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's the other guy the with Zoom the stash. Type. Do you know who the other guy is? Which one? The, the guy I didn't mention. He's kind of the tall, lanky guy that they had him replace the guy at the back of the... Uh, uh, the thing, uh, no, I he's don't. Wilson from Home Improvement. Like, no fence, shit, fence goes up to his nose. No Wilson. shit. So if you uh, want to know what that guy looks like yeah. in the seventies, he <laughs> was wearing a fake stash, but at the end he took it off. Yeah, uh, huh. this was a fantastically simple movie. So these four guys got onto a uh, train, and one of them knew how to uh, uh, subway train. And they uh, they take it over and they uh, disconnect the adjoining tra- trains from the uh, from, from the main one, but they keep like twenty five hostages or something, and uh, and they pull off to a certain part of the uh, tracks and they demand a uh, million dollars mm-hmm. uh, from the transit cops, and that's who's running million it is uh, Walter Matthau, and so you've got that whole kind of. Uh, uh, Walter Matthau trying to slow him down and figure out what their next move is going to be. Why it's these a lot of guys money are uh, trying to yeah. uh, just do their shit in the train? It was just a fantastic movie. You've seen this? I, I watched yeah. it this week. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, you're like, on top of it more than yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I dude, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, you know, and I loved how uh, 
he gave them one hour. He was like, it's 2.17, yeah. you have till 3.17 to have my money, you mm. know what I mean? And it's hilarious because the mayor just decided, yeah, pay them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just give them their money, you know, which would never happen, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but part of the excitement of the movie is them trying to get the money there on time. And, yeah. you know, they've got four minutes to get there and they come around the corner and there's a guy on a bike, you mm-hmm. know, and the cop crashes the car, tips oh, yeah. it over. The motorcycle cops have to pick it up, run it to the mm-hmm. subway station, you know, and, um, you know, it's just, it's really good. Do you remember? Movie. We watched it at the house, I remember. I, uh, I remember it. It's probably pretty it's big. Been, it's been a long time. They have the, uh, some of the great scenes. Like, it has one of the best, like, right before the credit shots uh, of any movie with Walter Matthau. With Walter Matthau, man. yeah, he has the best look on his face. I won't tell you what it is because it's kind of the end of the it's movie. So good, but it's a it's a, such a great Walter Matthau moment. If I was doing his like reel, it would end like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would be great. Uh, but even Robert Shaw, uh, this his his death scene was crazy, man. Uh, now this I'll tell you because uh, it's just too fantastic. So they they get off the train and they they're trying to figure out where they're gonna go. You know, they have an exit plan, but they uh, the transit cops can't figure it out and at some point our uh walter Matthau knew he was gonna where he was gonna be so he he ducked down went underground uh and went onto the tracks and he uh surprised robert shaw the other uh three had already separated from him, and he's got a gun on robert shaw and robert shaw knows his time's up and uh he he literally just kicks his foot over and touches the third uh, rail, third rail yeah. mm-hmm. and he just fries himself yeah. right in front of Walter Matthau and yep. just fucking and it's like his performance of just kind of shaking and then boom falling down the ground mm-hmm. and Walter Matthau you could tell he just could not believe that he just saw that and it just happened yeah. in front of him yeah some of the yeah. good comic relief was Jerry Stiller though uh, from uh, you know Seinfeld, oh yeah, and, uh, King of Queens, and everything. Just him and the uh, that great scene where he's uh, at the beginning, where he's escorting the Japanese businessman yeah. through the thing, and he's he's calling them monkeys and shit because they don't oh understand my English. God, yeah. <laughs> and when the shit gets serious, where they find out they're still there, when the, uh, they find out the train had been uh, jacked, he says, "Ah, oh, take these monkeys back upstairs," and they speak in English to him. That's all right. We can find our way. Yeah, and everything. You realize, oh shit, he's been talking to them it's, down this whole it's time. It's almost it, you know between that you have to assume everybody speaks yeah. English right. At yeah, all time. between that and rush hour, you know where like and they don't. They never ask. Can you speak English? They just assume that they have no idea what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like it's just funny. I'm never ever gonna assume that you know. Mm-mm. Now, have you seen the uh, the sequel the, or the remake of? I, I did, but I I mean I saw it when it came out yeah. on like I guess it was DVD to rent at Blockbuster or yeah. something like that. Um, I just I don't, I'm I don't a, remember I'm it very well. I'm such a Denzel Washington fan. He was decent Volta, in it. He's decent in everything. He's decent yeah. in everything, but he couldn't hold this movie away from John Travolta tanking it. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that this is that type sorry. of movie that he I lives, like. I forget. He lives down the street from us. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for him. <laughs> he's like, I got an airplane in my yeah, no, right? What's you. that landing in your field, Dave? <laughs> 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 Shit. How'd he get here so quick? <laughs> the pod just shuts off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, that one is, I think it, it's like Serpico, you know. Serpico, another movie we could have easily had on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but also has this a, was a hard list, to but make. this has a great uh, tone to it, very similar to Serpico. When you don't want to see a remake of Serpico, you want to see 1970s gritty as hell, yeah, type of thing. And that's yeah. why I don't think that Death Wish that came out. It might be decent to watch and everything, but I like I like the 70s cop, the 70s crime feel to it when I watch I mean, those movies. They're just trying to get well, a bump in the. 
in the box office price yeah. from yeah, well, adding and, the name of another movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, certain movies, I think, certain genres should are favor well in a, in a certain uh, decade, and I think aliens could go on company, forever if they just if they make it up shit and everything. Yeah, All or if they get loose on Earth, they boom. forget. Sometimes you'll have a sequel that'll do like three good ones in a row, and then they'll come to a bad one. Yeah, just brush that off like it didn't happen, and pick yeah. back up on the way it, made, it was made well, and just keep going. Yeah. yeah. All right, Justin, what you got? Um, this one was hard, and talking about Denzel, I gotta mention Ricochet. I, that's a really yep. good one. Um, what are you trying to sneak more movies? Well, on? I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> these are the uh, ones I want to have on the list. Well, you said Ricochet earlier, and <laughs> we I have remember. John Lithgow you know, on one of our actors' pods. Well, uh, oh, nice. Um, but this is another Denzel, and it's Fallen. Fallen, man, I love Fallen. I haven't seen it since the theater. Yeah. Uh, very similar to one another movie that I really uh, loved was uh, the First Power. I know, yeah. It's very similar. Uh, yeah, I got to watch that one again. First Power, yeah, wasn't I that, that uh, Lee Diamond Phillips? Lee Diamond yeah, I, I used yeah. to own that one. To I used the to point where I was like, who is stealing some ideas <laughs> from my first power? <laughs> but it was done really well, so I yeah. had no problem with it. Yeah. So um, give, I, I think I've seen this movie, but give me the... Some, so I just got to pull up the cast here because you don't the cast is... No, it's Denzel Washington. Ask Paul, he'll tell you. Yeah, right? Well, John, Go ahead, no. John Go Goodman, yep. uh, Denzel Washington, yep. Elias Codius yep. played the uh, the bad guy in yeah. this. Uh, and he, he, was, he played Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtles <laughs> yes. movie, but he was also in that Let Me In. He played that cop that really... Yeah, he, yeah. he was at Pupil. He was the homeless guy that they killed in... Uh, and the one that looks like Bob. Yeah, he kind of looks like Bob now. Back then. He, he was, was in Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Zodiac. He's one of the cops. He was really great in this, but he... This was the period where he was playing a bad guy in a lot of things, too. Uh, but it also had some elements kind of the, like shocker in it, too, in a way. A little bit. So why, why don't you tell us the uh, the premise? So, um, basically, Denzel Washington is hunting this murderer. And, um, you know, I... The murderer is into, like, some witchcraft, occult-type yeah. stuff. Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? And I'm trying to remember how his soul comes to... Enter another person's body. Yeah. I I, it, I forget that part. I'm sorry. This but. is so first power, man. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone, needed to, someone needed to start a lawsuit back yeah. in the day. It's probably too late now. Um. But so basically, what he what he gains is is the power to jump from body to body yeah. by just touching somebody. And first power, right? <laughs> it is. Um, <laughs> okay. But it's also the shocker in a, in a way because the shocker was it great. has that element that's very cool to do in movies where well it's not so cool because you don't get to see that main yeah. one a lot. Right. Well, because, you end up watching a bunch your... of B actors. Yeah. But they <laughs> but, did a good they, job in this. But there's a good element to that where you don't know who Yeah, is he could be anybody. Guy. Yeah. So, it's like exactly. body snatcher yeah. style. Yeah. And so he he's always the murderer was always singing that Rolling Stone yeah. song yeah. Time is on my side. Yep. And so that's how Denzel Washington eventually, like he always triggers it to let Denzel know he's around because he's basically just toying with him. Yeah. Um, because ultimately he wants to take Denzel's soul. Um, <laughs> and Denzel finds out that he's actually like a demon named Zazel and that he can survive on his own outside of a body for one breath. and Which is a cool element. Yeah, which is. Yeah. Um, and so... Zazel basically, so the murderer, the original murderer, wasn't even a murderer. He was just Zazel, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so, basically, he starts murdering people and making it look like it was Denzel Washington, so oh, that it nice. would put him into a corner. I have and, not seen this then. And um, 
So it's a cat and mouse between them two, and so it's going to be who's going to win. Well, Denzel find, uh, finds out about the one breath rule that he has, and he gets him basically to come out to this cabin mm. in the middle of nowhere where there's nobody around, nothing like that, that like... You know, so if he can kill the guy, if he can then kill, he can kill him for exactly, good. yeah. Can he go into animals? Um, no, I don't think so. Well, that's eventually, you know, the the twist. But you, know, so there's a big showdown at the cabin in yeah. the woods. John Goodman's his partner, and Zazel becomes John Goodman. So John Goodman tries to kill him. He has to kill John Goodman. That's what kind of now is John Goodman. When, uh, once you get possessed, you're gone as a. Well, I mean, once like you if he know, left your body, were you, you back to normal? You're back to normal, oh, okay. and you don't know what happened. Uh, what ruined it for me is seeing it in the theater is they had the song, you know, The Time Is On My Side, and in the trailer, you could hear John Goodman singing it. Oh, like, I could clearly wow. hear John Goodman's voice. Oh, right. And watching it, I was like, well, now I know before I even see in the movie that it goes into John Goodman at yeah. some point. See, it's... So, it, that was one of the moments... Failure where, of marketing. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was true. Yeah. It's one of those moments that I always pull back and I think don't reveal too much I don't watch trailer. trailers anymore. I love trailers, but there's I certain love trailers. trailers that you could tell You could tell going in that you're you're seeing too much. Trailers right. help but you see a lot of them off. But they're really good now about only yeah, showing but, you elements that really don't matter. Right. Like these Star Wars trailers and the Avengers trailers, yeah. they are picking specific moments that we don't know what the buck's going Right. On, which is way they should do it. Interesting. Uh, like you were saying, you saw this in the theater, and I the, the first bootleg VHS oh, really? I ever bought was Fallen. Wow. Don't I bought it, that stuff. I bought it on the... Uh, I'm sorry. Some other person <laughs> bought it on the... Uh, <laughs> On the ferry yeah. um, in New York, nice. there was there was a guy sitting there with just a of bunch of bootlegs. My, my first bootleg was Cabin Boy. Oh, got nice! It, got it at a flea market in Massachusetts. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I mean, Fallen is just such a. It good was fun. Movie. It was a good yeah. fun movie, but uh, my only problem with it, and it didn't take away from any of the fun to it, is it it kind of was a uh, a mix up of like uh, three or four other movies. Good yeah. ideas. Yeah. Even the idea, even the idea that. Uh, I didn't even have to hear John Goodman's voice on that thing. Of course, it's going to jump in his partner, right? It, yeah, because it, it kind of had that element of all the movies that around that time were. Uh, oh, the you can't trust the the either the partner is the uh, the lovable guy that's going to die, right. or it's going to turn out that he's uh, connected to this in yeah. some way. To the point where no one should be even using those two elements. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Fallen was fantastic, though. Yeah. Denzel. It's just Denzel yeah. being Denzel, and he's that's early in his craft, too, where he was uh, starting to knock it out of the park. Another good one was Deja Vu. Deja Vu? Time Deja travel. Vu was all right, yeah. I, I, I Time travel. Yeah, I love time travel, but there's some time travel that I, there was some weaker elements, I think, in Deja Vu, but well, uh, yeah. it still was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. What you got? I have... Virtuosity. It's my first <laughs> serial killer... <laughs> Movie on oh. the list, which is rare. <laughs> yeah, Dave should make uh, make it noted that the only reason Zodiac's not number one is because he's made Zodiac number one on two of his other yeah. bonds. So I had to put because like, he probably would have moratorium or, or something. Yeah, yeah, just put it to rest. Or you can't compete anymore. What do they call that when they make you like a legacy? They winner? retire your number. They retire your number. Yeah. that number. So serial killer movie. They picked the perfect serial killer. He's played every quintessential serial killer ever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams. Oh wow, oh. yeah. Is the serial killer in this movie? Uh huh. 
And Christian I had Nolan. seen him do stuff. We had watched Fisher King, and yeah. we had watched oh, Dramatic Garp, World of Carbon yeah. Garp. He had he, plenty of dramatic It's funny stuff. because a lot of people were like, Goodwill Hunting, I didn't even know that guy was an act. Like, I didn't huh. know he wasn't silly all the time. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, no, he was really good. But this movie No, he could creepy. play dramatic, man. man. And uh, Al Pacino. I love this movie. And Al Pacino man. was awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. Played, Directed by Christopher Nolan, Batman but there was, uh, trilogy. The Christopher great thing Nolan. about this movie is it took place in... In a small little village in Alaska, where in the particular time that he went, it didn't get dark. Uh huh. It was light the whole time. Yeah. Right. And they use that element of the reverse. Of they the use thirty the, days of uh, yeah night. They use they well. They use the the bright lights blowing stuff out in a lot of shots with the fact that um, Al Pacino's character was sort of running away from something like mm-hmm. he had done something and they showed it early in the movie there's a like great the first scene it's a very great scene in the trailer where in he, the uh, very when he first, first arrives and he wants to go question yeah. one of the kids at let's the go schools. to school pull him he's out. like it's 10 p.m <laughs> no he he's, said uh, it's 10 no he said it's 10 o'clock he's like yeah, yeah. let's go yeah he's like, <laughs> he's like 10 p.m 10 at night PM. he's yeah. like oh, yeah. <laughs> <I heard that. laughs> but that's good his fatigue was an element of this whole entire movie yeah like mm. you saw him just descending into like into madness yeah. because it's very deep. It's really lot more facets going on. In this yeah, movie than way you, more facets going than, on than you realize. I mean, it, it's one. It's one of the very few movies where Rob Williams calls him. Yeah, in the middle of the movie, not even halfway through the movie, and says, "Hey, I know what you did." It's like a third of the way in the movie. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "I know what you did." You're gonna. He, he well, did you mention? Do you mention what he did? No. You, okay. Go ahead. You pick it up. From there's, there's a great element that's in this because uh, so uh, Pacino and his partner are uh, coming into the uh, uh, into the town to investigate the the serial killer, mm-hmm. and uh, what's been going on is uh, Al Pacino is being investigated for planning evidence in a case, and his partner's about to testify against him. Oh shit! <laughs> and, and now they've been put on this case together, and, which is very unsettling and weird. And they mentioned it a couple times at the beginning, where they uh, they kind of spar one and off, uh, back and forth. If you're going to ruin my career, and this is what's going to happen, and then they go and look for Robin Williams. They 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 find out Rob Williams' character is he's, he's going to be he's killed this girl and everything, and uh, they kind of uh, all go on to uh, the area where he's going to be, but it's completely fogged out. Well, they mm-hmm. they. They say that they found the backpack. Yeah. Or they're looking. They say they're looking for the backpack of the girl. Uh And they had already found it, but they put it out there that they were looking for it. Uh, As a plan. To get him to go and say, I got to go hide that. Oh, I know where the backpack is. I got to go hide it. Right. So they knew if they announced that, he might come back. Yeah. And uh, And so then Robin Williams is... He's it's super foggy out there, and then shots are fired, and the kind of the group kind of goes a little nuts. Oh shit! In there, and Al Pacino is just trying to find an open shot and waiting for Robin Williams to show himself. Mm-hmm. And you you really don't know if he did this on purpose, but he yeah, fires off don't. a shot and he shoots his partner. <gasps> oh and, fuck! Uh, his partner, he kind of uh, I don't know if he even lets him die. His his partner dies out there, but uh, Robin Williams happened to see him do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he knows how bad it's going to look that his partner who was going to testify against him yeah. ends up dying on this thing. Oh, so that's fuck. when Robin Williams makes the phone call yeah. and says, I saw you in there well, killing your partner. You're yeah. the same as me. Yeah. Oh, and then they, have, they end up having this prolonged conversations about what's going on and what's right and wrong. And uh, They what? meet on the ferry and, and... They do have a couple scenes when they're and he together. And cha- he, he does help them because, remember, he took... It was like, there's like a dead bear in the alley and Al Pacino... 
takes. Oh, he's doing that for himself. Yeah, he does it for himself. It's really good. They can't find the bullet that killed his partner. So they don't even know if Al Pacino was the one that shot him or if the killer was so shot him. So he's going to. Al Pacino's going to plant a gun. Uh, so he switches the bullets. Didn't he grab. I thought but, he grabbed. He grabs Robin Williams' gun yeah. from the grate. Then he goes in the alley where there was a dead deer mm-hmm. and he shoots the deer with Robin Williams' gun and then goes in with a knife and digs, it and out. digs the bullet out. Great oh, Foley sounds, too. So now he's got the bullet. <laughs> And he's going to switch with the one that's at the uh, morgue that was pulled out of his partner. Uh-huh. And he's going to put Robin Williams' gun back. And so that murder is going to be linked to, uh, Robin, all Williams. to Robin Williams to cover his ass. Oh, shit. So it's this real weird, dirty cop H- movie I going forgot. on. Hillary Swank, a, Hillary is, Swank is the Cat. rookie cop that wants to be a detective that studied Al Pacino's yeah. cases. Mm-hmm. Even and did so a she story was, about him in yeah, school. She was like quizzing him the whole time. What did you do in this? Oh, is yeah. that where you got that scar? And he's right. like... And uh, it it was a pretty intense movie. One of my favorite seasons when Al Pacino goes and pulls the the friend's best friend yeah, out, out of school, school and says, "You want to go see dump? something?" It makes her feel uncomfortable for like the yeah, whole. Yeah, well, ride. she puts his hand on her on his leg yeah. and was like, "Who knows what could happen with a young impressionable girl like me?" Oh, like she was coming fuck. on to him, yeah, yeah. and he but he had plans for her and brought yeah. her to the dump where the body was yeah. her friend's body was found this was like right after the funeral too. yeah and like just made her cry and everything like and, 10 and, minutes after the funeral and then he was like Jesus. he felt bad about it halfway through it and he's like all right let's go home <laughs> he's brought what? her home he's just it's probably one of my top three performances by al pacino oh ever. yeah and wow. he's done oh, some yeah. really great great stuff. great stuff yeah. but he does stuff in this movie that you've never seen uh. al pacino do it he is a very it, hapless like and the he did it all is, under this. Well, under the, the fact that he's got insomnia, yeah. he's, he's literally walking the whole movie in like this daze. Yep. Not really. The, ways, the way they filmed it, they did some flicker. They did that tone. Yeah, when he's. It comes up. He's trying in the to background. Like, cover the windows in his room and he's just using foil and using everything and he just can't fall asleep. And it's it's like he's tripping balls half yeah. the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been up three days straight yeah. before. You start seeing weird stuff after three days I, you start seeing robin williams too I <laughs> but like the mork the robin williams, like the yeah. mork robin williams with patch adams yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> nanu, nanu. Uh, yeah that's a great one for number one i have to i haven't seen i used to watch there's it, a uh, great feel to it regularly the, but the, it has a really the great feel, feel of the movie just very christopher nolan yeah, yeah he's he's got a good yeah he's he a does. very tonal director and he he brought a lot of that to like uh, Memento and uh, we haven't talked about in, that movie. No, no it's crazy. Inception. Inception's another one that he did was great. Well, we'll we can do a uh, Christopher Nolan specific pod too and go over a lot of his flicks. It'd be great. All right, so my number one, and this isn't this is one of the movies that I rarely find anyone who has seen this movie, but it's one of my top five movies ever made. It's always on my top five. Uh, or top ten, I'd say. That's a lot on my top five. <laughs> In an hour from now, I'll say top twenty. No, top no, no, no. It, it, it really is. I, I, <laughs> top one hundred. I've owned the VHS. I've owned the DVD. I have it digital. I have it digital, and I have. It <laughs> I have DVD. it tattooed on my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, this movie. I always loved cop movies, and I always loved um, uh, Chinese or Asian inspired movies. Very because of uh, Big Trouble in China was mm. one of the reasons. Uh, a lot of the old kung fu movies I uh, watched. And Year of the Dragon takes place in New York Chinatown. Uh, San Francisco Ooh. Chinatown is Big Trouble China. New York Chinatown is. Uh, is that, Year you of the hadn't Dragon. said the name of the movie yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Year of the Dragon. Year of the Dragon, okay. Ni- 1985. Great Year movie. of the Dragon. Really fantastic movie. Michael Simeo did it. He's the same guy who did uh, The Deer Hunter. 
uh, and it's a great movie. there was an, uh, another one he had done. He he was like the Jimi Hendrix of directors. He came in there and did like five really great things, and then boom, he was out. Uh, and then died and, in a bathtub in Paris. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Year of the Dragon starred Mickey Rourke as uh, Stanley uh, uh, Stanley White. He was a detective in Chinatown. He was that up and coming. He just became uh, someone's replacement. So he's coming into Chinatown, and his main job is to take on the uh, the gangland. Yakuza? Uh, the, not the Yakuza. Really, it's uh, it's just low-level thugs uh, on the streets of Chinatown. Is what's happening is this great duality in this movie. You've got Mickey Rourke as the cop who wants to clean up Chinatown and make things safe, and then you got John Lone, who I love. John Lone, man. John Lone, I consider like the Asian Dean Martin. He is just like cool as what shit. He, he was in The Shadow. He was the bad guy. He was uh-huh. that Genghis Khan's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, guy who was just kick ass. He was also uh, uh, in Rush Hour Two. He was the one that they confronted uh, with the laptop and broke his laptop. He was the bad guy in Rush Hour Two. Uh, it was his boat that they were on. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Ty or I think something like that. He was also in Ricky uh, Tan. Ricky Tan. Oh, okay. that's what he is. Okay. Uh, he also was in uh, Madame Butterfly. He's a great, great actor. Uh, uh, he might even have been. Yeah, Last Emperor was the other one. Love oh, him and wow. everything he's in. But uh, he was an up and coming uh, uh, guy in the uh, the crime in the organization. So you've got these got two guys who are trying to do their best and bring the their new insight to whatever they're doing so stanley white i guess a lot of what has been dealt with with the crime uh in chinatown is basically uh go after the young street gangs and ignore the old guys who are literally running chinatown right. the, the mafia behind it which is the exact opposite of what uh mickey rourke's character wants to do he wants to obviously take out the you always uh, get the new, young guys new young guys <laughs> <laughs> another reason i like this is literally like half the cast of big trouble china's in this egg nice. chen is one of the high ups on the uh, in the Chinese he, mafia, and, he was good in this. And he was, he was really a, good in this. But what's happening on the other side, as Stanley White's going after him, is John Lone has replaced Egg Chen as the night the new young guy who is going to uh, change Chinatown and make everyone a shitload of money. And there's scenes. He also owns a uh, restaurant, so there's some great scenes early on uh, where Mickey Rourke and John Lone have a scene together, and they're kind of both telling what they're gonna do. And uh, Mickey Rourke's putting it right out there. He says, "Hey, if you're in my way, this is what's gonna go down." And I'm sounds like this whole sounds like down. Heat. And sounds like they stole the plot it's from very Heat. Similar. Well, this came before Heat. So. That's why I said. Ooh. Sounds like Heat stole the plot from him. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Heat falling, you were in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you. And he, during this whole thing, you got his friend Raymond Barry, who's uh, his kind of uh, uh, Raymond Barry's the guy from uh, Interview with Assassin. Okay, yeah, yeah he yeah, plays yeah. his best friend in this, who's got his back and everything. And you've got his his life, and he's ignoring his wife, and so he's got it really bad going on here. But he's got uh, Mickey Rourke, that is, who's just trying his best to take down John Lone and everything that's going on. But there's some really great scenes where John Lone, where he's uh, he meets with the competition, who's uh, who's also going to buy uh, drugs overseas, similar to like uh, uh, American Gangster. Mm-hmm. And so John Lone goes over there after talking to his competition and everything, and sizing him up and where he's getting his uh, his stuff from. So he goes over there, and there's this great scene where John Lone shows up in the village, and he goes there to talk to the main uh, warlord who's there, and the 
you didn't realize there's a coup but that's happened. Oh, there's a and different they, warlord. And, oh, well, shit. The, they show him the the old warlord who they've doped up so much that he's just standing straight ahead and drooling out of his mouth. Oh, wow. They just keep him doped all the time, and the young guys have taken over and everything. Oh, wow. And he's John Lone's like, he's like, I know you're taking over here. I'm taking over San, uh, or New York Chinatown, and this is what I want. This is what uh, you're going to give me and everything. And uh, they were like, yeah, I think we get better... Uh, we get a better deal through White Powder Ma, is what they call him. That's the guy that John Lone met with earlier and uh-huh. sized him up. And he's like, so I thank you for your offer, but we're going to go with White Powder Ma. And he's like, that guy has been coming uh, between us for, uh, for years. We can't let that guy come between us in, uh, in honor of... Uh, of a good uh, relationship from here, I bring his head (laughs) and drops it right on the table and realize that he killed the other guy and so they have no choice but to sell to him. Oh, wow. And he just like threw his dick on the table basically. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do what the hell I want to do. Yeah. And it comes down to this really great stuff where they cross the line and they go after Stanley's wife and they kill his wife. And after that, he was already fucking whacked. Mm. But some of the shootouts. Now he in doesn't this, have to come home at night. He <laughs> can spend twenty four hours. <laughs> well, he didn't give a shit about people. Remember, he put there's a scene where he uh, he put Wang Chi's in this movie from uh, Big Trouble in yep. China. Jack Burton's like uh, number one guy. Yeah. And he's like this rookie who can't shoot, and everyone tell him he says he needs two hundred more hours on the street before he's even ready for this. And Stanley doesn't care. He says, we need a, an, a Chinese undercover guy in there, and they, he ends up getting him killed. Remember, he's got the two, oh, wow. yeah. he's got the two nuns listening to the, yeah. uh, the conversations and translating, and, and translating it uh, for him to tell him what's going on. And uh, he ends up using that Asian uh, uh, reporter to do what he wants. But kind of all comes down to them both ruining each other's lives oh, wow. like completely. Yeah. And uh, it ends to this great scene where they're on the train tracks together, literally just running straight down the train tracks at each other, shooting, shooting each other. as much as they can, oh, wow. screaming their heads off because they've lost everything. Both, <laughs> wow. of them, both of them in their pursuit for what they were looking for has destroyed the other one's life. Oh, wow. It's really a fantastic uh, movie, man. I know, right? <laughs> Should have let go. Could have conquered the world. And other than maybe... Uh, uh, the wrestler. It's definitely Mickey Rourke's probably best acting he's ever done, mm. and definitely uh, John Lone's in my nice. opinion. Really, really. He was well really good in Iron Man too. Well, I actually did like him in Iron Man. Too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I know you're trying to be funny, but I like that. This was a hard list because it was a hard list. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't have Black Rain on. Black your Rain list. was on my alternates, man. I know my cousin's gonna be pissed if he listens because that's it's one of his favorites. That was man. one of your favorite movies. I love Black too. Rain. I loved uh, Prince of the City. Was another rare one that no one knows about. It. It's basically like Serpico. But it's with Treat Williams, and it's like a four-hour movie, and it's that's great. one of those movies I'll put on uh, Jerry Orbach, and where he's just turning on his partners. He, his partner's been doing dirty shit, and he goes behind the scenes and just at first doesn't want to give up his partners, but ends up giving them all what up. Man. What about that? What's that Nick Nolte movie with um with uh, Armand Desante? Oh, Q and A, Q and A. That's another great mm-hmm. uh, that was a one good that could have been one. on here. Uh, Falling Down was another one. I loved yeah, I loved Robert one. Duvall as the cop searching yeah. for Michael Douglas and that. But we'll do that on uh, either a Michael Douglas or a Robert Duvall pod because uh, that's a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Uh, so, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. I think next week we're going to do one of our new uh, segments. We're going to do like a uh, an actor slash uh, actress pod where we've kind of – we'll pick five movies from an actor – uh, like a group list, not like individually. We'll have uh, five movies from an actor and then five movies from an actress and then one that kind of combines the two. So an example Probably would be... Paul Rubens and Christy Swanson and 
Buffy the Vampire yeah, yeah. Slayer, so, and then do five Chrissy Swanson movies and five Paul Rubin movies. You can, you can think of five good Chrissy Swanson movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can think of five good Paul Rubin <laughs> That I might be able to. What but, about uh, the chase? That was. But, uh, uh, she was on. in the program, so she we could give her that. Two. Uh, hey, that's the best example. I, I, think <laughs> a, I think a probably better example yeah. would be like Jennifer Conley. No wait. Well, and, the uh, reason I had that example, I was trying to keep you from having to come up with one that you might use later. No, oh, well, I don't mind teasing it. Like Ru- Russell. Don't tease it. No, no, no. no <laughs> We're definitely doing five Pee Wee Hermans. You, I can, <laughs> yeah. It's getting done. Blow. I, he was awesome in that scene. Yeah. I mean, that scene. It would be very small scenes that he's been in. That's fine. I don't even need to see it all of Blow. I just want to see that scene with him and, Whoop and uh, Bobcat. And <laughs> Uh, yeah, but a better one would probably be like Russell Crowe and Jennifer Connelly. Oh, sure. And we pick five Russell Crowe movies, we pick five Jennifer Connelly movies, and then the combined movie in the middle would be Beautiful Mind, you know? And then uh, Six Degrees of Fascination. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we might start that uh, segment next week, and we still got a lot of uh, fantastic stuff coming up. I know we got a 80s comedy, man. It's still looming. It's still over there waiting for us. I don't believe it exists. It. No, I'm it sure does. it has to. I, I think waiting it's the, the carrot in front of the horse. Might <laughs> <laughs> be. So yeah, if you're on Facebook, give us a like and uh, check us out on uh, Facebook and uh, on uh, iTunes. We could be at Dupree Podcast. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and on uh, iTunes. I never listen to us on iTunes. I never go even on there. I oh, really? I, I I've only been on. listening to us really? on I only iTunes. go to yeah. SoundCloud. And you see views and everything on there or anything uh, like that? No, I, I just download it. I download it directly to my I phone. I don't because I to, uh, SoundCloud, they give me like an owner's app which tells me all statistics yeah, yeah, about yeah. stuff. And I wish they had that for the iTunes like, one. We're huge in Belarus, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we got like 40,000 people on uh, <laughs> listening to us on iTunes. I wouldn't even know it. Um, <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. If you want to email us, you can email us at fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. And fascinated.com. All right, but until next week, see ya. See ya. Peace. You do not talk about Fight Club.